This is episode 497 for March 2018. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening cover of the Spider-Man theme is uh, by a YouTuber, uh, by the page of uh, Guitar Tab Lab, and they're doing a bass cover of the Spider-Man theme as performed by the Ramones. So very cool rendition of the classic theme. Before we get to Spider-News, I want to give some thank you to uh, the people that support this podcast and website each and every month uh, through Patreon. So thank you to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Michael R., Daryl, and Spider-Gwen. If you would like to support this podcast, if you enjoy what we do, and you want to help us pay the bills, log on to our front page at SpiderManCrawlSpace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a Patreon button. Also, at the bottom of every news article, once you click on it, expand, you'll see it at the bottom. It says Patreon. You can click and help us support this website that I enjoy doing for 20 years. This is the 20th anniversary of the website, which is crazy to me. So, let's get on with our Spider News. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our news reviews podcast. Let's introduce the panel. We've got Ashley. What's going on, Ash? <laughs> I just had an embarrassing moment where I didn't realize we hadn't started yet. So, Oh, <laughs> we're on now. George, what's going on, sir? Hi, everybody. <laughs> what's going on, JR? Oh, I can't wait to talk about the Venom trailer, everybody. Woohoo! <laughs> And uh, we've got Zach wearing a sombrero and a Spider-Man mask. You have to tune into the YouTube stream to see this stuff, folks, if you're just listening to the audio. Zach, what's up, senor? Hola, como estas? <laughs> and joining us, uh, you, we missed you on the last podcast, but Mike is back. What's up, Mike? Well, I'm the only one who decided not to wear a hat because I, I, I choose, not to, uh, choose, not, choose not to um, choose not to uh, go with conformity at all. <laughs> that's, that's, like, you're wearing it an counts as a head accessory. Yes, the head the, the headset does RPG count. I guess the headset counts. It's it's like Wonder Woman's you, invisible plane. You're wearing an invisible. But if you guys hat. were joined in live earlier and not listening to the podcast, I did have a little tinfoil thing on earlier. So mm-hmm. there you but, go to get better reception or bu- exactly. Better so mm-hmm. um, a certain trailer. Our first news topic: a certain trailer with a symbiote uh, dropped. Uh, Ashley, tell us about this Venom trailer. Well, I have to take umbrage with Werewolf's comment here saying that the Venom trailer looked like any given generic action drama movie, the trailer, because <laughs> clearly that one shot where we had a little tub of goo in the back of the truck. Um, mm-hmm. That just pulls it all together right there. QED. But no, there's really no better way to put it. It It is where we had one of the most generic just it, it could be any movie really if it weren't for the title card at the end i know we're still at you know it's just a teaser trailer so it's definitely too early a, a little early to be calling um you know passing any judgment just yet but under normal circumstances but what i saw i just wasn't really impressed with it hasn't really shown anything other than confirming this movie is definitely happening. Yeah. So what we see it, is um, 
it opens yeah. with you see some cars flying around and stuff that looks weird and you're like what's going on you s- nope are we losing actually i think oh, she's doing the auto tune hold time out mm-hmm. oh, are you there ashley there, okay, there you well, are my, your internet's giving out your old computer is just how's mm-hmm. my internet right now is it yeah we can we can hear you now Okay, okay. I was going to have to go kick Jack off of Overwatch in the other room. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Iron Fist in the other room. Make it stop for him. <laughs> oh, okay. worth watching. Yeah, Overwatch in the other room. Oh, Overwatch, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Not nearly as um, masochistic. I knew what you meant. But I guess yep. we, see, um, we see Tom Hardy as, I believe it's going to be Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just flying in what looks like an MRI machine. And people saying mysterious things about, oh, you know, if you go through trauma and you don't come back the same person and we get awkward jerky edit of him shaking on the table. There's, <laughs> we see a guy open up the back of the truck of a truck and there's a bunch of goo in it. And that's about it. I mean, yeah. it is a teaser. We don't see much, but what is there just doesn't. It, yeah. If it's a teaser, there's it's not really teasing anything. I mean, I feel like it would have been a more effective teaser to just show the uh, the logo and you know the last five seconds of it because that's the most pertinent mm-hmm. visuals and there there was a meme that had two gallons of milk being poured and it looks like <laughs> two splashes of venom milk or whatever. I thought that was funny. I did like the eyes turn into a V. That was neat, but. Mm-hmm. Leading up to that point, it was cool. And I like the music. The music sounded um pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a good match for whatever they're going for. But as far as any major story information, we're not really given anything on that, and we're not really given anything as far as you know what is Venom gonna. Look I, like or what could be, you know, to kind of generate some anticipation there. There's nothing. I was confused who the narrator was. Was that Tom Hardy narrating it? Yes, See, yeah, it was Tom Hardy. It did and not you knew sound it, like you, him. And there, well, yeah, well, Brad, it's Tom Hardy. He has to have an unusual, weird sounding voice in every film he's in, mm. along with screaming like a maniac. That's how you know oh, this is more of a Tom. Yes, exactly. Um, he's got to have. He, I mean, he's got to have some weird thing. And so he screams like a maniac. That's how you know this is a Tom Hardy film, <laughs> more so than you do a Venom film, man. Actually, El because, de Venero Epesta. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, did did anybody love the trailer? I haven't seen much raving about the trailer at all. No. See, here's the thing. I to 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 be play devil's advocate for Sony here. I understand why they did try to keep it on, try to keep this more of a teaser and not show. Um, Venom and his full glory because they want people to try to get hyped up of the film and like see what it looks like. What it looks like. But then they didn't show yeah anything. glory. Yeah, of course. You for that there is no like little oh glimpse or hint. There is nothing that oh, you I know in a like think um I, I'm thinking back to the the Cloverfield trailer. You don't mm-hmm. want to see the monster, but they show like what yeah it's they show a glimpse human. of it yeah like Even they show the God- it knocking the head off the Statue of Liberty and you see like you know it's there it's coming. Yeah. Oh sure, even like the gods, even the God, 19, 2014 Godzilla oh, yeah. film actually showed bits of Godzilla, like even not maybe not the full Godzilla thing. And it got excited for it. But I think it's also clearly watching watching this teaser. 
clearly they, except for made the symbiote goop in the jar, they clearly did not finish the special effects yet. Because if you're watching this thing, it looks like Tom Hardy has like psychic powers. Finish, hell, it didn't look like they hadn't even started. I know. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. even the Spider-Man 3 trailer had... Uh, it's the trailer to Spider-Man 3 Monstroso und Visitero. Yes. Yeah. So we got a glimpse of the symbiote coming right at the camera lens. The Kirby hand, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, yeah. But we saw the Venom a little bit. I, how hard would it have been to have like the goo going on his arm? Or or anything, or going over his eyes, turning his eyes well, black. Well, the something. only thing they showed was like his veins turning black, and his neck as he was screaming like a maniac on his. <sighs> little, I was so on distracted the, by the jerky editing. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's a Sony movie, so there's going to be at least nine trailers before release. Oh yeah, and the last four will tell you exactly what the plot of the movie is. Exactly. Uh-huh. Jr. is not a big Venom fan, so I probably probably know he's not excited about this. But what was your take on the trailer, sir? Well, I mean, getting besides, I mean, my opinions of Venom are long, complicated, or whatever. But obviously, I'll probably be seeing it because Spencer will want to see it. But taking aside whatever biases I might have, there just wasn't anything. That mm-hmm. screamed, you got to see this movie. Right. You know, I mean, uh, Tom Hardy's whatever that mumbling or growling or whatever he was doing. I mean, you know, you didn't see any action. I mean, I didn't expect to see Venom. I mean, you're not going to see him that early. But you did, don't even get a feel for what the movie's even about. You know, I mean, I mean even like with a superhero movie that just kind of, you know, it's going to be superheroes fighting bad guys. Um you don't even, you don't know there nothing there's nothing that tells you what this is about nothing mm. that tell, suggests that well you know you have to see this movie so you know well, the uh, the, well, the from, a, from a okay go ahead Brad oh I, I was just gonna say the scuttlebutt or the rumor that's been going around is that Woody Harrelson is playing Cletus Cassidy no and do you like yeah. that casting I don't believe that uh, no? no I don't I don't buy it either okay. I mean, um. The only thing I the only thing I can glean from this trailer that what it could be possibly about is that you know Eddie Brock gets infected because from some symbiote goo from space and the military industrial complex is after him. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, that's pretty much, you know, there, you know, there's your film right there. Oh, and it doesn't have Spider Man in it. So again, or, which is kind of maybe it does. Or, or it kind of misses the whole point. Are they going for an R for this thing or probably a PG thirteen? I have no idea. But they're trying to but they're definitely trying to go for like trying to paint this as some kind of like sci fi horror flick or something because yeah. you know, the way they're Not trying to hear your movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we discussed that one long enough. Uh George, another trailer came out during the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Infinity War. Oh, lots of, oh, for Infinity War. I'm about to say a lot of trailers came out during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we got a new Infinity War trailer. And I got to tell you, uh, as someone who's liked Marvel films, uh, uh, it, you know, it, it made me feel good to see so many Marvel characters. So many Marvel characters. It looks like there's a lot of really, really important stuff coming up with Vision and Wanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm that I know I'm going to love because I, I like seeing it in a age of Ultron and I I've liked the way it played out in Civil War and um, I'm still not sold on Thanos's head it still looks weird he needs to um, he needs the uh, the crown he does need the crown otherwise he just yeah. looks like it's just it's it's like it's like a California raisin it's like you're being invaded by Easter Island you know <laughs> or Grimace who just who, or Grimace who lost a lot of weight or Grimace yeah Grimace. You know? and, 
<laughs> and so, uh, you know, I mean, so we've got that going on. Um, I'm hoping that Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor or Benedict uh, Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange will talk very little and blast a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, at least say horror host of Hogarth or something. Yeah, you know something. Yeah. Uh, but I, to, to be honest, I mean the Doctor. St- I, I've been vocal about this. Doctor Strange is one of my biggest letdowns as part of the MCU. Did you like Strange in the Thor movie? Um, I liked him better than I did in his movie, but the voice is still not there. The voice is still not accurate. Mm-hmm. And um, I did like the literally how easily, or metaphorically. I, I did like how easily he dispatched uh, he dispatched Loki. That was pretty. That was, yeah, that was. <laughs> Zach, Zach had a good point. When you say voice, do you say the actor is wrong or they don't have? The no, character? no, no. The actor is fine. Uh, the writing is piss poor. The mm-hmm. writing doesn't understand how his character should be at all. It's the same yeah. problem that the movie had. Mm-hmm. At all, they don't under and, and, and it's the same thing. Like it's the same grievance I had when that when they rebooted that comic book, and, and I was reading this and I, and people were like, "Oh, this is great!" And I'm like, "It's great if you don't know anything about Doctor Strange, but if you're used to see the decades of Doctor Strange comporting himself in a different manner, this is trash." Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's the thing I've had a problem with is like they've totally missed Doctor Strange's uh, okay. voice with all this. But I mean, we see Wakanda. I mean, there's so much in there. We see the Guardians of the Guardians. Who are the mm-hmm. best part of the Marvel MCU for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm so hoping that they give the Fantastic Forward to James Gunn once that uh, Disney World Fox is fine. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I God. Agree. I want I that agree. so bad. My body needs it like it's orange <laughs> juice. And um, and what else? Yeah, it's uh, – the, the Spider-Man thing. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Spider-Man popped up for, uh, I think <laughs> – and two different shots, all total for uh, maybe five seconds. Well, here there is one thing that I noticed in this trailer: when he hops on the circle thing, he's in his regular suit. Yeah, yep. he well, yeah, he's in his uh, well, he's in the Stark suit. Well, well the the later the first Stark suit, yes, yeah, he's in the first Stark suit, and then later on in the film, it looks like he's just in a second Stark suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So or, yeah, Spider Man's in it. Yeah, yeah. This is diverging off of Spider Man news, but. Another rumor, uh, unconfirmed, is that uh, they released the Lego toy where there's a. We're gonna talk uh, about that in a minute. That's one of my news topics, dude. No, no, no. no. It's I'm talking Hulk. I'm talking Hulk. Oh. Hold on. Uh, the Hulkbuster armor. They think Bruce Banner is operating that instead of yeah. Gunstone. I've actually seen that rumor too. Yeah, and um, which makes me think, what if Thanos separates the Hulk, where you have Banner here and you have Hulk here? It's two different characters. Well, the one thing that the building off the one thing I've seen from that is that after that, the way that's been theorized is that after the end of Thor Ragnarok, where they get where Thanos attacks him and stuff, because remember, the Hulk Hulk is with Thor. Spoilers, by the way, he's on the on the ship. Yeah. So when Hulk gets knocked, you know, by Thanos or hit something less, he get and he lands on. It lands in Doctor Strange's, you know, Sanctum Centaurium, as you see in that first one trailer. He turns it back into Banner, and Banner can't change back into the Hulk for a while. So he—that's why he puts the Hulkbuster armor on because so they think you know to oh. basically fight the guys or whatever it is. So because they're trying to go through this whole thing, it looks like that they're trying. To, if you're looking at through interviews, that this is that Thor Ragnarok and the the, final, the last two the upcoming two Avenger films are kind of like an arc for the for the Hulk. And Banner, like sort of like how that kind of completes his yeah. story, because again, all the original Avengers are kind of like after these four Avenger, after these last other after Avengers three and four, as I you know call them, their contracts are up. 
So yeah. there's a lot of people speculating that maybe what, this is kind of like how one of my favorite things. Yeah. Another Hulk diversion discussion. One of my favorite things is where Banner and Hulk are in the same frame. Mm-hmm. And that that is one of my favorite episodes of the 70s series is when he yeah. goes gets hypnotized by Marriott Hartley. And oh, he, yeah. Mary, and the Hulk, the Hulk is out in the desert and mm-hmm. David Banner is looking at him and he's chasing him to have yep. Hulk and Banner in the same frame, I think would be awesome. So, yep. but uh, another thing that uh, the toys have revealed is a little bit about the Iron Spider. So, Zach, talk about that a little bit. So, okay. Um, Lego is notorious now for... Yeah. I'm, I'm no longer going to be speaking in Spanish since this is my news story. Oh, thank God. Um, thank God. I wasn't yes. getting old at all. <laughs> I kind of figured. Um, um, I would have started screaming, make America great again. If <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Wow. It's, it's absolutely huge. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so uh, Lego has now spoiled two different Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, they spoiled Civil War with the a big giant man reveal during the airplane scene. And now it's, it seems that uh, the the arms, the four arms are in the Iron Spider suit. It should be three arms, but it looks like they put a fourth one on. Because the three arms sucked. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree. I'll agree. They were ugly. There's only seven limbs. I'm just glad we're finally getting a movie where Spider-Man can be his own man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we still haven't gotten that name. Damn it. My, my bad. My bad. Sorry. So, um, yeah, so that's that's more or less what's happened. Um, we've also gotten a new Marvel Legends, which, have se- which is probably the best close-up look we've seen of the new suit. Uh, obviously, it was teased. The same. This suit was teased at the end of Homecoming. And uh, obviously, he's been in the trailers as well. So, so uh, at some point during the fight in the Sanctum Sanctorum, his he's going to pull four arms out of his back with a new Stark suit. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, woo. Um, Zach, you said legends. Do you want to stick with? You want to keep going? Yeah, you want to talk yeah, about your new legends? About the legends, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so, what my er, uh, what I was working on. Uh, so Marvel, to- uh, excuse not Marvel Toy Fair. New York Toy Fair is going on as we speak this weekend that we're recording yep. this particular podcast. And um, as such, they've um, they've got some big reveals. And the Marvel Legends series is um, is here. So I'll just kind of do the rundown. Let me. These text is small. Uh, what what you're gonna hang yourself what in the world what sorry i can't see the well, that, when you pull that mask back it's funky looking oh my god you got, you got... <laughs> what's going on all right oh that looks so weird with the mask pulled back like all right so um looks like he's wearing a bald cap no it looks like he's got giant red like he's got giant red eyebrows look at this <laughs> Taking the freaking mask off. Anyway. uh, All right. So we've got, uh, I'm just going to run it down. Um, New Mighty Mugs are coming out. Dark Phoenix is going to be a Mighty Mug. I haven't seen any Spidey Mighty Mugs yet. The uh, big thing. I have. uh, Spider-Man Wave 2. So this is what they've announced. House of M Spider-Man. A new Scarlet Spider uh, for uh, with Kane. Um, oh, good, because everyone was clamoring for that. Actually, there was a lot of people clamoring for that asshole. Um, <laughs> so, like, what, he, he's going to have? Did he hurt himself or something? That he's got Kane. He's got a Kane. 
Ooh, I'm, I'm looking at the like it's like an accessory, right? A, 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 the cane. I'm no. I'm looking at the legend. The spikes are coming out of his hands. Yes, they nice. found the spikes. They okay. They did one about five years ago, but it was with the old mold. They haven't done one with the pizza slice mold, so this is them doing it this time. Uh, uh, cloak and daggers coming out, which are really nice looking. Uh, all new, all different. Daredevil, uh, which is the oh, yeah. the the, uh, the black with the red. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And that's uh, Spidey UK up there. Uh, oh no, that's House of M Spider Man. That's mind. House of M Spider Man. What is uh, this robot looking Spider Man thing? So uh, SPDR, that was from Spider Verse. That was that big giant. Yep. That was oh. the big giant robot from Spider. <laughs> Boy, that rated by Gerard Way. I thought that was oh, Leo uh, Pardo. My Chemical Romance. No, no, no this is a different one. No, there this has been a miniseries. Different like, Spider Robot. Edge of Sp- yeah. the, uh, that was from the Edge of Spider Verse miniseries. That's mm-hmm. the build a figure. Yeah. Uh, Leo Pardo is from Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from the 70s. This one is yeah. this one is kind of similar in is a kind of a manga thing, except it's yeah. it's it's more. Of you an, know, it's I like think a, it was more of an Evangelion reference. Yeah, so very much so. Of giant robot, we're talking Ooh, 90s mm-hmm. versus seventies. That Carnage yeah. figure is attractive. It's got a uh, 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 Cassidy head. I was going to get to that. So, yeah. uh, Electra's coming out, and then the big one for that, that for that wave two for me is a classic Doc Ock, which they've never Hasbro has never made a classic Doc Ock. Yeah, uh, Toy Biz, uh, but uh, Hasbro I, never has. So that I've looks. Got, I've got that Toy Biz one. That that new Hasbro one looks good. Uh, and yeah, then we've got the, the Venom Wave. Now, Mike, Mike, and I support Hasbro. Mike, mm-hmm. do you know why? Why is that? Because of GI Joe. They mm-hmm. own Wizards of the Coast. They oh, own the people true. that make our D and our D, our D and Ds. Yeah, that's Funny. right. They do. I forgot about that. Yep. So we've got um, Avengers Wave. They've got some Black Knights, Ant Man and Wasp stuff's going to start hitting pretty hard. Uh, one of the two packs, though, I will say this is Stinger from the MC2 and Ant-Man, mm-hmm. which is the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man. Which mm-hmm. the, So this is the second MC2 character that's ever been featured with uh, with Hasbro. So I'm really excited for that one. I actually called my roommate in. I was like, dude, come look at this. So I'm, I'm yeah, as an MC2 fan, I'm hugely excited. Um, the Venom Wave, getting to what Brad was saying. Uh, Venom and Carnage uh, were announced a few weeks <coughs> back, but they are now announced with unmasked heads. Now, uh, George has pointed out that the Eddie Brock on Mass Tech is yeah. like twice the size of Venom's head for some reason. I didn't even need to really point it out. I mean, you can see the damn thing from space. <laughs> <laughs> it's that large. It's like the size of Ashley's cat. So, uh, Just the head. <laughs> so um, for the first time, Scream is going to be uh, is going to be one of the new figures. She, she was a Toy Biz Venom Wave once before, wasn't she? Yes, yes, yeah. but uh, never in Hasbro. Poison. Um, now the unfortunate thing about the Venom and Carnage is that they are repaints. So those that d- that already got those two figures are kind of annoyed. That uh, does suck if you're spending twenty bucks each on these figures. Yeah, um, especially if you're doing it just for the head swap. That and the web lines aren't even filled in. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to talk about that with uh, Sp- and then Spider Ham. Now uh, that might oh, yeah. make me spend twenty bucks on it. Uh, I might last Ham, Brad. It, it's not even complete. The first well, thing that I thought—I need a spider ham, dude. The, the, the first person I thought of was you. I I love me mm-hmm. some spider ham. It's great with the. Uh, I know, love spider ham too, but I mean, this is a half-assed figure. It it does need black web lines in the front. Yeah, it's because you can. So, you can kind of hardly uh, see it in there. There's yeah. going to be more reveals coming later this year to keep it kind of Spider-Man related. 
Walgreens is going to be finishing off the Fantastic Four. They've got they've already released a Sue and um, Johnny Storm. Yeah, I hear the Sue figure is hard to find. They've also released a Medusa figure and a uh, Reed Richards figure. That's what the two that are coming out right now. I think Reed is actually hitting the shelves right now. So later this year, you'll see the thing with uh, a Mm -hmm. Kirby head swap. So without the teeth. And uh, and the and the, the and and the one that they have pictured, uh, the Silver Surfer is also coming out as well. So hmm. uh, a lot of great figures. Um, I'm really excited for the 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 Otto and Spider Ham. Like mm-hmm. really excited for. Um, I would be more excited about Spider Ham if it was completed. But the fact yeah. that they just phoned it in mm-hmm. and they, and made the webs like a do-it-yourself project. Yeah, <laughs> I, I give it the old man wave. I wave at it like Jr. waves right. at uh, a cold. Well you, well, you know the artist. If if you're looking at Spider Man from a distance, the the artist never draw on the web lines anyway. Right. So maybe if yeah. you maybe if you put the ham across your room, you can imagine that you're looking at your spider ham from a distance. <laughs> yeah, if you well, put the I ham guess. across your room like you're stringing her like it's a party. <laughs> Like you're maybe, having a ham party? Maybe, maybe if Spider-Ham walks through a door a year right. later, he will have the web lines <laughs> colored in. But I got to say, looking at these figures for the first time, some of them look yeah. do look pretty sweet. I mean, that Cloak and I Dagger agree. one with, the, with looking like yeah. where she's coming out, that, was, that what, looks pretty When did Cloak get a beard? I think that may be the ultimate version, maybe. I don't know, but it still, it still looks pretty cool the way. Shouldn't they, they be like going the other way and making them look younger again since there's a TV show about them? Yeah, yeah I'm oh, sure. That yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys are fans of the MCU, they're, re- they're releasing a bunch of um, MCU first. It's called MCU, the first 10 year two packs. Oh, yeah. So, for example, you've got uh, Mark One Iron Man suit. You have a three pack of Mandarin and um, Pepper Potts and 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 Tony. Um, so those are, I mean, so there's a lot, a lot. Of- that would be like a sixty dollar box set. Yes. Who can drop that kind of change on three? Well, feet? I mean, they they release honestly, Brad. They release these all the time. Those are always usually Toys R Us exclusive. Yeah. They're always at Toys R Us. Also, if you like um, motorcycles, you got Wolverine, um, shirtless Wolverine. That did look cool. Or, ride, or driving the motorcycle. That's a. That's I don't a- like motorcycles, but damn it, if I don't loves me some shirts. Shirtless- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got um, you've got Hulkbuster and the Hulk as a two pack. Yeah, that's mm. good. Be a cool two pack. So uh, Ronan the Accusers. How uh, much of this stuff are you buying, Zach? You're the only person left on the po- panel that buys action figures. And I'm, I'm, I'm priced out, man. Action figures just. Yeah. Okay, uh, the, the the new wave that's coming out, and like the the, and also I, I mentioned that uh, Infinity War wave, where they got Iron Man and Thanos as the build the movie Thanos as the build a figure. Like mm-hmm. most of that wave, the only one I want is the Spidey. I don't care about the rest of them, which is mm-hmm. bad uh, for me. But this this is a wave that I'm actually excited for. The only thing I don't like is the build a figure, which is the exact opposite of the of the wave that's coming out pretty soon. The the Lizard wave. <laughs> I want only a couple of those figures but um yeah i mean i've got a wish list um this this one i'll probably end up doing the whole box set and then selling off the figures i don't want um but yeah i think that i I like that design of daredevil uh i was hoping it was going to be the uh the 90s daredevil oh gosh with the with the 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 metal with the uh, with the uh 
veneer yeah. with the uh, Venetian blind shoulder pads. I actually <laughs> own a Toy Biz figure of that costume because in the Marvel superhero line in the 90s from Toy Biz, yeah. they did a repaint of Daredevil with that 90s fall from grace costume. Yeah, I actually own that figure. Yeah, I remember uh, getting the uh, how to draw the, the 90s of how to draw the Marvel way. Mm-hmm. And like the Daredevil page was that, that how to draw Daredevil, and that was oh, it. Was oh, like, that was the Daredevil you drew, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that's like, funny. Kind of nostalgic. Uh, they also, if you want the Infinity Gauntlet, you can get a replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, like a Hulk hand. You just put your yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's freaking huge, that's dude. Um, also, uh, one of the most requested figures has been um, Tiger Stripe. The, the Jim Lee Wolverine, and they're finally releasing a new Jim Tiger, Lee Wolverine. Tiger Stripe. Oh, the yellow. Oh, costume. with the yellow. Yeah, the yeah. yellow and blue costume. Yeah, yeah. So that they're topic. finally, they're finally, and then they announced that last year. I am super excited about that Stinger figure. Y'all have mm. no idea. Mm. Uh, she's one of my favorite characters of the of the MC2. Um, I, I just love the fact that we're that the MC2 is getting some love. Um, so much. I have not love. seen the link to that one. Let me. Uh, I've got the. I got the image. Oh, 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 oh here we go. Here we got it. Is it in the two pack? It's in the two pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel Stinger. There, there needs it. to be a two pack with uh, with like uh, Puff Daddy and Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Because uh, with a two pack, get it? That's funny. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 oh, oh, look at there. There's a two pack with Everett K. Ross and uh, yes, Killmonger. That's kind of cool looking. In uh, yes, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, the cool thing about the Carnage figure is that they have, like, the, the swappable hands. So you've got the, like, the axe hands. So, I mean, the Carnage is actually pretty darn cool. Uh, and it's become yeah. a very hard figure to find because that was. It looks very bagly first appearance. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, Spider Ham looks awesome. I like that Magneto. Um, yeah. That Magneto looks great. So there's a, there's a lot of great stuff. We'll have a complete roundup up on the crawl space. So, uh, but, yeah, so I, I like it. Zach is talking about things that he's looking forward to. I'm segueing to something Ashley is not looking forward to. It's the silver and black uh, film. So, oh, Ashley, there's some new information yeah. on this. So, yeah, the movie that never should have even been conceived or thought of or dreamt of. Um, oh, but I'm the next. Apparently gotten some writers cast for it. And, um Again. replaced they got new writers they got new writers they wrote the first script and they were like yeah we you know we're not doing that movie so that's a great sign i mean oh god anyways the writers they pick instead are um lindsey beer and geneva robertson dwarrett and uh-huh looking they... over their their uh filmography thus far um you know, I don't want to knock them because I haven't seen anything they've done, but they really don't have much to their names at the moment. Happy to give them a chance. But... So it's like it's like they're coming cheap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have Bert Lindsay Beer. We have they, um, no Godzilla. actual. Well, they wrote hmm? the upcoming Godzilla versus King Kong movie that's coming out. We don't yes. know if that's going to be good. There's nothing they've done has come out yet. Um, <laughs> They've been a writers for a lot of announced stuff, a lot of stuff that's in pre-production. So there's really nothing to really test, um, like for just a, a layperson to test, like, do I like this person's scripts? Yeah. Do I like the movies? So there's really no way to um, to measure this. Here, here's uh, a- Lindsay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Credited, uh, um, we have her credited for a Barbie movie. 
um, a Dungeons and Dragons writing the Godzilla versus Kong movie with Geneva. But while that is kind of you know in the um, wait, they're writing the movies. they're writing the Dungeons and Dragons movie that that Warner Brothers is putting out. Oh, yep. they remaking they're making our Dungeons and Dragons remake. They're not remaking it. Warner Brothers is doing a, a, a <laughs> that will have way more of a budget like, than wait, the others. The, well, the they that Jeremy Irons were in real trouble if they're putting. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Other movie that all of us are probably going to go see that they uh, wrote was the Captain Marvel with Brie Larson. That was a. Uh... I don't uh, see Lindsay Beer credited with that, but I know Geneva Robertson Dora is credited yeah, as is. the writer for Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and is as also for the Tomb Raider reboot that they're doing. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot of work they're getting for their movies that have been released. They must like their short films writing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're also writing a Barbie. She's also writing a Barbie movie. And oh, and uh, Amy Schumer was originally <laughs> cast for that, and she goes, "No, I even I can't pull that off." Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'm not not feeling comforted by their new choices. It does feel like they kind of went cheap and just kind of pulled some um fresh meat out of the um, <laughs> So just to so, see okay, who can we get to turn out these movies? So I mean, I wish them the best and I hope it goes well. But Here's a, here's know. a question. If Venom bombs, mm-hmm. does this movie get made? Oh no. No. I don't think so. No. I mean, but but yeah, looking at some of these screen credits, it definitely looks like they're trying to put her on like the next as the next it writer. Um, I mean, it's, it looks like a lot of these are going to be the films they've got. Like, I guess part of their, I guess, because they've got a bunch of Mattel stuff in here, like mm-hmm. Visionaries and Micronauts. And they're making a Micronauts. Micronauts movie. Thing. They're making a Short Circuit remake. Oh, yeah. Johnny this Five is-, is back alive. <laughs> yeah, and then, um- I. <laughs> We have the director, the Gina Prince Bethwood, mm-hmm. and none of her stuff looks give me any more confidence. She's done a lot of TV writing, and then what the um, article Brad linked was listed as one of her. I, I guess is their go-to movie for her called Beyond the Lights. We have the description of this movie: the pressures of fame have superstar singer. Noni on the edge until she meets Kaz, a young cop who works to help her find the courage to develop her own voice and break free to become the artist she was meant to be. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, the space is like... I, I know both work on the glasses is killing me. McNulty's got that face that like looks like he was really hoping to hear like it, you know, like in the description, like an erotic voyage of self-discovery or something like that. It, it looks like he just he, he's crestfallen. No, I mean because I'm looking because I'm looking at some of our other stuff like Love and Basketball and Shots Fired and The Secret Life of Bees. Wow. So we're going to say we're going to make her be the action film director here when it looks like a lot of her stuff is rom you know, romantic kind of soap opera what stuff. If, what if it's yeah. a love story between Black Cat and Silver Sable? Jesus Christ. Well, then the Here ticket sale will go up. <laughs> oh, don't rule it out, baby. Sony's woke in a way that Marvel is not. So don't. I'm don't sure there'll be a lecture dancers and mud racers, too. <laughs> yes, Brad, I am wearing the glasses so I can freaking see with the damn hat mask on. Okay. This, that's the problem. This, look, it's new from Marvel Legends, over 30 Spider-Man. Here's <laughs> Here's what here's what worries me about this, and and here's why I, I was so quick along with McNulty to say, or maybe it was uh, Jr. I can't remember uh, when you said if Venom bombs, does this even get made? And we said no. Yeah. Um, when is this thing supposed to start filming? It's supposed to it's supposed be to come released next February. 
Okay, they haven't even announced the actors yet. No. It's supposed to be released in February? That's what they're saying. Wow. Oh, is this going to be like a Valentine's Day release too? Oh, that means a Valentine's Day movie. (laughs) Because <laughs> that yeah. would totally fit with no. this director too. Well, that's because that's because they don't have any more of Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Thank God. Yeah, we're yeah we're oh, That's it. Fifty it's Shades. more like Fifty Shades of Silver and Black. <laughs> oh God. From now on, just I'm just going to message the Brad and point out the cool things that are said in chat, so Brad can steal them without me having to like start them. Oh, off. I didn't even say. Oh, I, I, I was actually saying where X Wolf in chat said Fifty Shades of. Silver. You, you were like. I, I didn't even read where Werewolf said. Werewolf and I are on the same page oh mentally. I swear I didn't read I the chat. I quit this show. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm off. I'm, I'm wow. done. I'm done. Jomo slipping over all my lines. I, I apologize. I apologize. But <laughs> but you were saying, George, about if if Venom bombs and if this thing and about it. If about Venom bombs. If on, Venom guys. bombs, but it probably will. Um, you were going on that thing about you know how this would tie into silver and black thing thing i mean i think because i do think because yeah i do think that if venom goes falls by the wayside they're probably gonna like put this one on the shelf or go direct to netflix or something well here's the thing <laughs> they'll they'll have uh, hypothetically already be shooting this movie if it's coming That's out in true. february they were supposed venom to comes out in november month guys they yeah were- this is what I, this is exactly because i thought like they were supposed to start filming this spring yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like they haven't even announced the principal cast yet yeah mm-hmm. at yeah. all and not, really that, that one of the writers is the writer for Captain Marvel because I'm really looking forward to that. I want that to do well, but kind of having her associated with this project, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like. But I will okay. tell you the reason why. Okay, you, you you've already burned through Chris Yost in this movie. This mm-hmm. is a this is, the way they've set this up is so unfilmable almost because. As sir, if you're going to pack as many villains as has been rumored in this movie, mm-hmm. then how is the deal with Disney going to work? Because Disney's going to need some freaking villains for the for the next Spider-Man movie. I, I, I have to interrupt for a second because the fans are demanding that Jr. say something. The chat and YouTube are wondering if he's in a frozen cryogenic slumber. Jr., are you alive? <sighs> Well, I am here. Uh, <laughs> when are we going to talk about something I actually care about? Thank you, yeah. Cody. Uh, Have Cody we got anything to tonight? JR is using this time to prepare for tomorrow's spider history. Uh, I, uh, I wish I was, actually. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frozen are, slumber. You, oh, let you, it go. JR, do you think the movie will get made? <laughs> Ask me something about it. I, I, I was, I was about to say it was supposed to be in, released in February, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, more interested in uh, who's actually going to be cast in this thing. I don't know. I don't know. The fact That's that we haven't got a cast yet makes make gives. I, I, I'm with George. It gives me a lot of pause. I was gonna, I was mm-hmm. gonna point this out earlier too about the casting. Not only do we not have the casting announced, we haven't even had rumors of casting. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, just I mean, take that for what it's for what it's worth. I mean, but it's there's a lot of warning signs about this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and we've uh, seen uh, Sony yeah. announce shit all the live long day before and then not do it. But I'll, well, I'll here's the but here's the but here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. The the uh, if I'm Sony, uh, we've talked about this, you know, with the Fox deal. Uh, 
I just don't think that, that Disney's going to sit there and, and not going to sit there and say, here's a truckload of cash. Let us have Spider-Man back. I feel I feel like if the Venom movie bombs and, yeah. and at this point, I'm really feeling like it's going to. I think Sony is misund or, or is overestimating the uh, the draw of Venom in the first place. Number one, mm-hmm. number to a mass audience, not to a to a mass audience. Number two, Tom Hardy. I think they think Tom Hardy's a way bigger name than they think Tom Hardy actually is. For most moviegoers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if the Venom movie bombs, I think we're going to start seeing real rumors about Disney maybe buying Sony. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they're they're tarnishing their brand that they make billions off of. Yeah, and there's been a rumor that uh, Sony will be up for sale too, and well, Disney is and, and, and just throwing the cash around. And the sad thing about this is that Amy Pascal has has tinkled all over. Mm-hmm. spider-man with the mate with the with the mark webb films mm-hmm. uh homecoming succeeded despite amy pascal let's be honest mm-hmm. um she's done everything she can to make this thing smell like a stinky daycare mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll and, and if marvel buys sony out she's gonna get like a huge well, you know, some kind of huge package out of everything the other mm-hmm. thing that you need everybody needs to take an account sony just named a new ceo and he's willing to sell. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The new, yeah, the new CEO that Sony yeah. wants to divest themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of companies that were like, sure, yeah, we'll look at movies and TV, and now they're like, Fox. Fox just did it. Sony's mm-hmm. like, wow, yeah, we want out of this now. We're, we're just going to make video games and televisions and electronics. Yeah, the, the new yeah. CEO is definitely, definitely up for for selling. And I forgot mm-hmm. that the new CEO's name. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Honestly, but, it feels like these movies are happening because they have to prove they're doing something with the IP. Right. I, yeah. I just well, think that, that there's Sony has the liquidity to buy the IP back from Sony. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they just yeah. do. Well, mo- moving on out of a nice segue uh, about Amy Pascal, uh, Mike. Yeah, talk about Amy Pascal's lunch. <laughs> um, really? Okay, yeah. where's the link on that thing for a second here? If it's on the message board. Oh, okay. Um, well, first of all, I actually way to come to in like a pro. At- Exactly. Way to right? come in prepared like a pro at the last minute. Well, I did not know <laughs> I, I was actually going to join the new segment today. It just kind of sprung on me here for a second. Um, it's like the the JR school of show prep. So the furniture oh, absolutely of, uh, of, of absolutely right. I mean, so <laughs> it's the one on the message board. Make it as says, we go. It says uh, okay, Mike so next to it. <laughs> By the way, oh, really? you're going out of stash. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I've been wondering about this all night. What? Mm-hmm. Are you going on a mustache? Who? He's working on one. He's working I, on it, one. It's oh, hard. Wow. I, I can see it now. I thought it was fungus. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, my, oh, it's, my, it's my fed up face. But oh, everybody, everybody, it's like if Reed Richards is in the Baxter building, he's been working all night. That's about, the chair is going for. Every, every year at work, every year, it's there's a point in time where I just get sick of things and I just, I just don't shave. You know, it just—it's my fed-up face. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. Well, you know, okay. Mike, you got the link. Um. Yeah. Getting there for a second. Sorry, <laughs> folks. For, so wow. For all this, Brad, Brad um, has a Brad has a hatred of beards, so I'm, I'm filling time for <laughs> McNulty so that way he can get prepared. You know. Okay. Uh, why are you so anti-beard? By the way, Brad. Oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not anti-beard for other people. I'm anti-beard for this face. I don't like a beard on my face. It it makes me feel un, uh, cl- unclean. Another, <laughs> I mean, when I get up in the morning, I like to brush my teeth and shave my, 
my cabeza. I'm going back to the Spanish spider. Uh, <laughs> okay. We've watched, now we've watched you bathe okay. in Cheetos on this camera, Brad. You've, you've watched okay. me bathe in Cheetos? Yes. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, no, the beard is unclean. I don't want to eat okay. a sandwich. And then later I got some pickle chips in it or something else. And speaking of sandwiches. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Kirby hands with a segue. Nice. Yeah, Cody, speaking, uh, speaking Cody, of sandwiches, got, we've got we've got basically we've got basically a food fight going on according to this article between Kevin Feige and uh, yeah. and the um, and uh, Amy Pascal, who decided, hey, rather than handing him a sandwich, we're going to throw the sandwich at him. Basically, but basically, the article was from uh, comic comic book, you know, dot com. Apparently, I guess. Um, during this, um, according to the Wall Street Journal, okay, they had like some kind of a meeting about you know between you know Disney and Sony, and um, it's, it's when Feige originally lunch. asked for Spider Man back. Yeah, yeah. During the when, okay, so during the meeting, um, it was over lunch, and the meal concluded when then Sony Picture Chief Pascal threw her sandwich at Feige and quote unquote half jokingly told him to get the f out, <laughs> and. So this was before all the uh, Sony email hacking business, by the way. So it was only after that hack stuff came out that that's when they decided to start. You know, maybe Feige, maybe you know, well, maybe after we should that, have Spider-Man like took a swan dive, right? Swan dive, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should start taking some of uh, the, that Disney money, basically, and something. So right. yeah, essentially, you know, Pascal at the time was kind of being really, you know, they because they wanted to, they had this death grip apparently on Spider Man. And they did not want Marvel coming in like thinking like, hey, we, 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 hey, you know what? You've been doing pretty bad with your movies. Maybe we should, you know, take over. And she's like, no. And so she to try to try to defeat, defeat the all powerful movie mogul well, with food. Basically. You know, another art- article that came out this month uh, is that mm-hmm. years ago, back in 1998, uh, Sony was presented with the whole Marvel catalog, like mm-hmm. everybody, the Avengers, yep. etc. And mm-hmm. they could the Marvel they could, was like cash broke. Yeah, when they yeah. were going through their bankruptcy, and and Marvel went up to Sony and said, "You can have it all for twenty five million dollars." And mm-hmm. and they they scoffed at it. They said, "We don't want anybody except Spider Man." Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing: Sony yeah. uh, Sony was completely incapable of doing what Marvel did for themselves, and then what Disney did with them later on. So so Sony's just not capable of that. I would agree. That, take, that thing ca- takes planning, vision. For you know, foresight. Sony has none of that. Sony is throw anything against the wall. Let's sink money into it and pray to God it works. So they yeah, throw Sony in ninety eight. Like throwing a sandwich. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sony spent ten million and got the Spider Man rights back in ninety eight. And mm-hmm. how much do you think Disney would have to spend to get Spider Man back now? I bet. I bet if 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 Sony winds up getting bought out by Disney, it's not going to be as big as the Fox deal, and it's not going to be uh, as big as when um, as when Disney bought like Star Wars or Disney bought Marvel. Those were both four billion dollars each. Yeah. But I I, I I here's the thing. Remember, we've covered this on the show before. Which superhero far away exceeds every other superhero in licensing revenue? Yeah. Right, Spider Man. So I bet Sony would be willing to sell. And by the way, when I say Sony would be willing to sell, I mean basically Spider-Man because it is all that Sony has uh, for $2 billion. And I think mm-hmm. – I bet you Disney would be willing to jump on it. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. See, the thing about the, another thing about this originally this this article, this piece that came out about this. Apparently, if you're if we're supposed to believe this thing, uh, apparently the reason why apparently the court, they speculate that the deal happened at all is because after those Sony leaks, the fans when they learned that there was a deal being offered, they said, "Hey, we actually want this. We actually want you know Sony to sell Spider Man." Tomorrow back to Marvel, apparently. So they're kind of thinking that maybe they kind of caved into fan pressure or something. That's a That's great also. return on your money, though. You spend $10 yeah. million dollars and you get $2 billion back. Mm-hmm. And then you have Disney yeah. come in, make your movie for you. For yeah. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then make you money. Yep. And then you're like, well, let's, let's make the same stupid-ass decisions that we just that Did. just almost yeah. sunk our franchise to begin with. Let's continue down that road because that makes sense. And it's not at all like we're run by crazy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, again, it's going back to like, I mean, we've had, we've read some of this stuff with the um, Sony email stuff. I mean, especially if we're going back to the Venom film. I mean, A.V. Arad, he's convinced that this, that Venom is a standalone Venom well, film okay. is like going to be like big blockbuster thing. So he's, well, that's one, <laughs> probably one of the reasons why they don't want to give up full control because again, they think that these, these films are going to make, this is their cash cow, essentially. You these are these Spider-Man stuff. And I think everybody except Ashley was reading the comics at the time. You remember in 98 when they announced the Blade movie? Oh, yeah. And you remember the Stan Soapbox? Mm-hmm. Like, Venom has always been one of those that they've included on that mm-hmm. forever. Yep. And so, I mean, Black... I, and I'm thinking about it now. Black Panther, Ant-Man, the Avengers, Captain America, all of them were, I mean, because at one point, I think Thor was with New Line or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. they yeah. had a plan, and they had licensed all these characters out. Some of them never obviously came to fruition, but Venom's always been on that list. Yeah. yeah. The silver and black thing is just asinine. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to the fans. It's really no. not because when you had Sam Raimi there, Sam Raimi was a visionary. Well, that, the thing is, 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 I think a Venom movie, I think the draw, the appeal of a Venom movie would have been much larger in the 90s than it is now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I I, again, I, I think Sony is overestimating the draw of a Venom movie and the draw of, of frankly, the, also the draw of Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I they're going to be rudely, they're going to get a rude awakening. Well, especially if you think about Venom nowadays, I mean, it's, I mean, it's been what, like 30 since, I mean, this character has been around for 30 years and in a sense, the most best he ever was, 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 was back in the nineties. Really? I mean, because that's, yeah. Where he's, when he first first, appearances. Yeah. Well, that was, he was overexposed as hell. Oh yeah. And he's overexposed now. Cause we're, and, we're well, well, well I know that he's over, <laughs> he's overexposed to, to comic book fans still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's overexposed surely to Spider-Man fans. Mm-hmm. But in the '90s, everything that Marvel put out, ad why, you know, like any kind of sh- Venom was always on there. Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Rider, yep. You know, and and that was like you saw that shit have that. You saw them as much as you saw Captain America, Iron Man back then. Oh yeah. And in fact, more in, in some cases than a lot of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the thing was, it was a, that was the height of its saturation. And I think the height of, of the fans giving a damn about the character either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that fans don't give a damn about them now. They do. Um, but it, the amount of people who, who, are, who are that invested in it and who care that much about it is, is 
far, far less than it was in the 1990s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We're moving on to another topic. Uh, let's see. How about I talk about spinner racks? So back when uh, <laughs> George is out, one of my favorite things in the 80s was to go to the gas station or go to a uh, co- uh, convenience store. Did you or buy one? I, did, I do own a spinner rack in the Spider Shrine. And uh, that is how you found comic books back in the day. Spinner racks had the latest issues. You would wait and you'd spin it and have a creaky sound. And you, you couldn't avoid a comic book back in the 80s and the 70s because they were everywhere. They were on spinner racks. But they eventually went away. But uh, Diamond, who is the um, monopoly of comic book distribution has brought back the spinner rack and stores, comic book stores can buy one for $299 and it'll hold, uh, has 44 pockets and 250 comics can be on the spinner rack. Mm-hmm. The only difference is at the very top, it doesn't have a picture of Spider-Man, which is what I fondly remember. It had the four different uh, comic book companies at the top. It had Archie, it had DC, it had um, Marvel with Spider-Man's face and head. Can I bust your bubble, Brad? Uh, was it Dell? Yeah, you can bust my bubble. What? Hastings had spinner racks. Did they really? I never saw them. Uh, just depending on which store. But yes, they Hastings have- had some spinner Anyway, so they're trying to bring them back with the fond memories of the fans. Because the newsstand has gone away, which is my segue into JR's news topic, which I thought the newsstand was long gone, but evidently DC was still putting books out. JR, talk about this. The newsstand officially died this year. <sighs> now, see, <laughs> I know you don't like the topic. Just Let's just talk about it. <laughs> I can predict JR, what you're saying. JR, JR, oh, no, you... it's topical for JR because JR remembers when print first started. Exactly. <laughs> he was nobody. He's not the printing yeah. press. JR knew Methuselah when he was a small child. I mean, didn't you think the newsstand had already died, JR? Well, was... that's not what he's talking about. It's not. I mean, it's... go ahead. No, I mean, it's like the the, the newsstand business. What it was was apparently Casada was just uh, musing. And uh, someone asked him, do they, do they think comic book sales will ever go back to the 90s? And they started talking about the spe- speculator market and other things. And and then they talked about whether or not the, 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 the oh. newsstand returns were part of sales. It really isn't a story about the death of, of newsstand sales. I mean, those have been gone for a long, long time. You know, Barnes & Noble notwithstanding. Um and uh, this is just uh, Joe talking about here, you know, ultimately it becomes a conversation about who's supporting the industry is the hardcore fan. So that, that's what this, that's what this is about. I, I mean, I, it under, just, I understand where you are confused because I, I, because Marvel does everything they can to drive that fan away. I'm sorry. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Brad. I did not provide the link to JR's news topic, which I should have in the links. Uh, on, I, I'm trying to find the, the story now. I apologize, JR. No wonder you're confused. While we're, while, while we're waiting for Brad Beyond to my this, senility, obviously. Yeah. While we're waiting for Brad to find this, uh, the CEO, I, JR, you probably saw, the CEO of the New York Times uh, came out uh, this past week and said that print journalism, that means like print edition of newspapers, are probably have less than 10 years to go. JR, you and I have been saying this for a long time mm-hmm. that stuff like print magazines, periodicals, all this other stuff was going, was going to go the way of the Dodo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jr. I think like five years ago, you and I said maybe it had twenty years left. This dude was saying like he thinks it maybe has less than ten. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if just throwing that in there while Brad's uh, searching the Googles. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it is kind. Of, well, it is kind of related a little bit to this because I mean, if you're thinking about it, you know, the the physical print stuff is how they're still measuring you know sales estimates these days, and they're not really counting any of the digital digital stuff at all, which I think is you know. Um, that would probably, I mean, I imagine there's, you know, there's some difficulty, like how exactly you're going to include that, you know, in sales tallies and everything like this. But, um, but yeah, I was just looking over some of the stuff that, um, that Quisada was talking about, about, um, how he's kind of saying that, that he's almost kind of like advocating like this, like, oh, this is almost like a welcome, like a welcome change kind of thing that we're going, that, you know, that the, that, we're, that we won't go back to a new stand model of some kind. And, and another, it's just, and another thing, and I mean to cut you off, Mike, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go, yeah, yeah. Um, and Because I, I don't know what you guys talked about Spinner Rex because I had to go get up and use the bathroom. and then get I just right. talked about how Di- uh, Diamond is bringing them back. Um, I, 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 this is another case when, um, and show of hands here, you know, your local comic shop, mm-hmm. uh, how many of you have them where it's like really comics are only part like a like a, a section of what they have and the rest of it is like games oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah this yeah, kind of thing takes up game space mm-hmm. cards too you know yeah. yeah so i don't i don't know that this is going to have the same kind of i mean yes we're nostalgic for it yes it makes people like me brad and uh, you know think back mm-hmm. when we were kids and it makes great you know jr think back to his second failed marriage <laughs> but um just the second know, one yeah just the second one but um, well, you know, because that was back in the in the in the sixties and seventies, and um, but no, I mean, you know, while while we have that nostalgia for it, number one, three hundred dollars is a lot to pay for a spinner rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're no, gonna have to make some money. Yeah, you number just, number two, uh, you know, that's uh, you gotta you, you gotta fill that spinner rack with product that's really not selling anymore. Not right. especially not as much as those the games that they sell now. Tabletop games are huge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. card games are you know still still yeah. a lot of business there. Role playing games have made a huge mm-hmm. comeback. Mike yep. uh, Mike yeah, and Ashley know all about that. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is this is what these are the things that are making money now, right? You know right. that and like you know D and D miniatures things like that. And so mm-hmm. <coughs> this is this kind of thing is going to take up game space, you know, in in a in a shop. Well, well and, and the other thing, and the other thing is that we. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, you go ahead, Zach. Um, to dovetail, uh, Cody over on uh, on the on the group chat. Uh, he used to work at Hastings, and they had the, Hastings not only had the spinner racks, but they had some great fixtures. And when they did their liquidation, they also sold a bunch of those fixtures. So, like, I think he's out of Houston. So there were some stores in Houston that bought all those fixtures because they were really nice. You had the you had the shelves on the front and the back. You had the drawers that you could pull uh, that you could pull in and out and have all the, the comics stacked in there for your back issues. So uh, diamond selling that spinner rack so close to the liquidation of, of the, the largest chain retailer of comics. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to sell a lot of these things. Well, Here's the thing about this. I mean, I mean, part of it. I know this is realized. It's kind of a marketing strategy to kind of pill the more nostalgic fan fans. Well, 
nostalgic appealing to like the nostalgic old days of like comic books and everything like the classic things like what's going on with uh you know especially with marvel's trying to do with marvel legacy and everything um that's only going to go so far um if the content is not that great again i this is something i said the last time before too is like if your content is not good then you can you know you can have all the you know you can have all the little bells and whistles you want and appeal to like older to an older fan base and everything like this that if you think that's where their money is mm-hmm. you know it's still not going to draw them in if you're if you're if you re, if you pick up a book and you go oh this book is not going is you know is really not that great i think it's it's always like the craving is for you know having like something new innovative stories not necessarily recycling or rehashes of old ones you know Right. Uh, I can't. I can't find the exact uh, link of the story, <clears throat> but I did. I did see that they Barnes and Noble has officially pulled DC Comics off their newsstand. So mm. now the only way you can get a comic book is through a comic book store, not randomly yeah. coming across it in a bookstore. Cody, Cody which, in chat wants Ashley to comment on all of this. He says because mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley's just sitting over there quiet and trying to be I'm invisible. Just trying to remember. <laughs> this is a little before my time. I think I remember going to the grocery store with my dad and I would look in the uh, book and magazine aisles and they'd have some comic books. And I'd always look at, um, you know, I wasn't into like superhero comic books back then because I was like less than 10. This is like little eight year old Ashley we're talking about. Aww. I, oh. I always collected the Powerpuff Girl comics because I like those a lot. Um, the day is saved. The Powerpuff Girl. That's the extent of my memories on the subject. So <laughs> that was surprisingly good, Zach. I'm actually kind of impressed. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of our our memories are having a good. I mean, I I have fond memories of buying comics off the spinner rack. A lot of my books are from there. Yeah, but it was mm-hmm. a different time. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. The stuff we bought off spinner racks cost like uh, fifty 60. to seventy five cents, yeah. sixty cents. Yeah. Uh, the back when Jr. was doing it, uh, they were still selling them for like a nickel, ten cents when they first came out. You know, back in World War One. Um, and you know, I, so it's it's different for us. But today, the marketplace is not the same as it was when we were right. when we were that age. It's just not. I would say, as far as the print industry dying, with uh, as far as like newspapers, magazines, and so on, not books, periodicals, book, yeah, periodicals, uh, yeah. yeah. I can yeah, say that there. I mean, I work in publishing, and I can say with fair confidence there aren't going to be any new publishers opening up. But the ones that are there, I mean, authors are always going to have that kind of streak of combination of vanity and nostalgia, where you want to hold your own book in your hands. So mm-hmm. we're always going to have that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the thing about digital is, I mean, it's going to be here. I mean, digital print, digital formats mm-hmm. is here to stay. The only thing I kind of can somewhat concerned about with all this stuff is everything. What happens if your digital platform goes kaput and you got no print and you got no kind of hard backup to it? I well, mean, that's always yeah, kind that, of the thing. That's my, my thing about it is, is I wish you could save it directly to the devices mm-hmm. yeah. um, with the, with the cloud. You live by the cloud and you die by, you the, die cloud. by the cloud. Yeah. I mean, do you have it? I mean, there are external hard drives and you know, like you'll, you'll zip drive things right. you probably can get, but I mean, or a little thing, but the thing is, I mean, it's not as if this stuff, I mean, any kind of electronic device, I mean, it's easily can be, you know, power outages or some kind of, you know, power surges and stuff could easily short these suckers out. And then you, what happens? You lose your, you're basically, if we're going to, if, if, if the wave of the thing is going towards a more digital format, 
um, in terms of just not just, you know, for comics and just but any kind of documentation or even information, it's going to be a point where I imagine, there, I mean, practicality, you're still going to need something kind of ideally you need something kind of more physical or something because if you do, because if you do lose something, you lose some, something that's print, it's uh, it do something that's kind of like just digital format only. It's gone. Period. Another another and, another aspect. Of I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, no. But you, you go ahead. Go ahead, George. Another aspect of this that, and we talked about this on on the podcast before, is if newsprint periodicals, magazines, newsprint that does finally die out, mm-hmm. um, that's going to make the cost of comic books go up also. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. paper that they have to print that stuff on is going to become increasingly yeah. expensive. Paper's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it should – the price will go up because well, – one more time, George. I didn't follow the logic. What? Okay. So right now we sell way fewer newspapers. All right? And, yeah. and I know about this because uh, – JR, you remember Alex. Alex and I used to work for a company that did print things. Mm-hmm. The cost of paper when – the, when the newspapers – we're printing, all right, like on newsprint. Um, that was, you know, that was the, the paper prices were set at a certain level. But when newspapers started selling less papers, the price of papers increased because the newspapers had to make, had, try to make more right. money. So they had to increase the price of newspapers. But that meant that the price of the paper actually increased, even though the demand for the paper, for the newspapers themselves, was falling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it had a it, at the same time it had it also had an effect on every other thing that was printed yeah mm-hmm. all the other paper paper stock com anything that was printed on paper also rose because of that mm-hmm. the the thing that i think and the reason they priced the digital books at 399 just like the paper printed ones mm-hmm. is so comic stores don't go out of business i i think what what is what is a song on itunes a dollar 29 don't you think that's a fair yeah. price for a comic book? Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, you're, I mean, you can get on. I mean, there are something that, for example, you go on your Marvel. I know you, you Marvel Limited. You get like a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. for like a you know monthly rate kind of thing. Monthly rate, sixty bucks a year, I think. I think right. that's probably I mean, where the future is, not with Comicsology, but directly yeah. from the people that sell them. Right. I mean, and I mean, yeah. and that's and that's the thing. I mean, because I mean, if you're talking about, I mean, most average comics are like if you're with you know that's like about a 20 page story and you're paying like about um, you're paying close to like four bucks on average for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you basically get some like a film, you're still, pr- you're practically basically, if you go on Netflix, you're paying, you're practically paying the same price per month for a whole bunch of stuff. So again, it goes back to this idea of like, what is your money? What, you know, what's your money's worth kind of thing. I mean, it's just, it's I don't think we get our money's worth of $4 every month. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's, it's, not. It, it's and again it goes and it goes back to the content stuff too is also kind of affecting that. So the ideal <laughs> is it'd be I think it'd be more lucrative if you have like the content stuff that's worthwhile. Like maybe um, if you're going to go to more digital format thing, if we're going to move away for that thing, I would imagine ideally you would probably kind of increase. Ideally, you should probably increase the length of the stories essentially, essentially because with a digital format, you could actually do that. Now. Four dollars for like six comics, what sounds fair. Mm-hmm. But anyway. yeah, I mean, if it's if you're, I mean, George, let's go to your topic. DC's new online policy oh, for yeah. their creators. <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> this oh. ought to be a good one. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So of course, on, let me let me check something right quick. I want to see if certain somebody's still on Twitter or not. Okay, so uh, oh, yeah. 
Oh you know, yeah. <laughs> we we had we at the crawl space, you know, we've, we've talked about this and people who come to our site know this. We've, we've had a history with, with Dan slot and we've had a history with, no. we've had a history with uh, Steve Wacker, yeah. uh, the Former previous editor. editor of Spider-Man who we at one point had to ban several times from our, from our, our, our site yeah. for his behavior. And, um, I remember one time we were talking about slots behavior. I think it, he had made some sort of offhand reference about KFC yeah, I think it might have been the KFC thing. Yeah, and um, and I think he said like FKFC or something like this. And I pointed out at the time, I was like, "This is this is a partner." You know, KFC like carries Marvel products on on their like chicken tubs and other things. A different, you know, like when movies right. come out or things like that. They do. They they've done it in the past. They, I think they were also the sponsor of like one of those Marvel touring. Ooh, look, we're superhero live shows or whatever. Like the Ice Cage for dudes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, or as we call them, monster truck rallies. And uh, for dudes. So you know, I I pointed that out, and Wacker, uh, I think it was on that thread, took umbrage to that, and was like, "Look, Dan Slott does not represent Marvel." And I answered right. with a picture of Dan Slott with a at a convention that with a badge that said Dan Slott Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Wacker went apeshit. Wacker just lost his damn mind, and and you know, started. He's, he's a uh, for hire employee or something like that. Or yeah. So here's he's here's a freelancer. A, yeah. Here's freelancer. In this increasingly woke digital age of social media, <laughs> um, you we've had several online experiences now where you've had fans and creators clash, mm-hmm. and we've pointed out how many. I mean, this is going back years. We've we've talked about mm-hmm. this kind of thing before. Well, I remember one point we we've even talked about, dude. Why if you're if you're if you're somebody and you're a writer, you're an artist, whatever, and you want someone to buy your product so you stay employed, yeah. And if you're the company that that pays to produce this this product, why are you fighting with people? Why are you you know mm-hmm. tr- being frankly assholes to them? I, and, and, and you know I, I've talked about this before. Tom, Tom Brevard's behavior towards a lot of fans is completely inexcusable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and although he's dialed that back, I, I think maybe at some point somebody. May have talked to Brevard, but um, you know, and it's yeah, the fans are going to be fans. They're always going to do that, no matter if it's TV, no matter if it's sports, no matter no matter what it is. Fans are always going to be passionate and wild. And I'm not talking about like death threats that that should never happen to anybody. But you know, like we we had always talked about this. We had said, well, why don't more people act like Tom DeFalco? Mm-hmm. You know, like. I, I, Back on the spider girl, back on the Alvaro boards, back uh, when those were a thing, uh, you know, you, you, could, you could see Tom DeFalco interact with fans. And, you know, most of it was positive because, you know, people love Spider Girl. People love Tom DeFalco, Spider Girl. And, you know, there weren't podcasts where people were like, I can't believe this. Tom DeFalco doesn't know the character. And um, I, I remember one time somebody had, had just gone off on, on some big criticism at Tom and Tom DeFalco was like, I'm sorry you didn't like it. Maybe there will be something coming up that you will. Bam. Yeah, it's professional. Bam. Mm-hmm. Completely professional. And above and it, above a- arguing about it. What, Ashley? That's just something you have to do as a writer too. Not everyone's yeah. going to like your work and you just have to accept that. You know, mm-hmm. and so so DC now in this increasingly woke age, because we've covered the way Slot interacts with fans mm-hmm. on different message boards, especially at CBR where there's a double standard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and a lot of these places where these guys post, they, they, there is a double standard. Oh, well, they're pros. They get to, they get to treat fans badly if they want to mm-hmm. while asking for your money. 
And we've pointed that out how unprofessional that is before on, on the podcast. Well, DC finally, in this age of super wokeness, <laughs> uh, decided, yeah, this is something that we're going to we're going to encourage. Uh, it, this was and I say encourage. This was an internal memo that got sent out that was, I guess, leaked to uh, Bleeding Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and DC laid out guidelines about how to comport yourself online. And I'll go through some of them. Yeah, let's hear them. Um, uh, one of them, don't be a dick. <laughs> in so many is, words, yes. Which is funny because if you know where that phrase come from, uh, comes from, it comes from uh, Star Trek actor Will Wheaton. And if mm-hmm. you if you if you follow his Twitter, he oh. breaks his own rule daily almost. Mm-hmm. I, it's like it, you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger dick on Twitter than Will Wheaton. Anyway, yeah, shut up, Wesley. So DC Entertainment social media guidelines for talent, and this yeah. and, and and they framed this as and remember DC is a division of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. right? You know, and 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 they go into it. This is meant to empower you. You know, on how to participate in social media. Stay positive when you post. Can I also take a little minor time out? You, if you don't think this is also involving the AT&T deal. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, stay positive when you post. And we also recommend that you avoid negative comments in this oh. very public forum. Wow. You may want to refrain from engaging with individuals who may be speaking negatively about you, other talent, DC, our fans, and the comics industry, as this is a no-win situation. Wow. If there has been a personal threat to you or those around you, uh, then in addition to alerting DC, please involve the proper enforcement authorities. This makes sense. Use good judgment when posting, (laughs) reposting, and liking comments, photos, and videos, as these may have unintended consequences. Yep. Social media is very visible. Talent should take special care when using social media to ensure that comments and postings made by you are not associated with DC. <laughs> if you're a writer or editor for DC, that's damn hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, basically, they laid out guidelines on how they expect you to act as someone who writes for DC, right. as someone who writes or draws or edits for DC. Right. And this is. Yes, the timing on this I, I do think has much to do with the AT and T deal, um, but this is this is so late in coming. Mm-hmm. If this had been done, if this even five years ago, this thing could have been done by both uh, companies. Oh yeah, you could you could have stopped so much animosity. Yeah, that's built up on social media yeah. right now. You really could have. Oh, if, because because think about how how much in the during the new fifty two era. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, they were just all. Over each, I mean, it was it was like Michael Bailey would tell us that many wars were fought during that period of time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, many many people were lost. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and uh, so, in fact, well, I mean, I, I, my whole reason for leaving wasn't because of the way that they were comporting themselves online. It was the whole thing about oh, we're just going to reboot every five years. You've given mm-hmm. me no reason to give a damn see, about yeah. any of your stories at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, what do they do? Like what? Less than five years later. Oh, look, it's another reboot. Although this one was a re we we're going to do one more reboot. And boy, did we screw up. Sorry. (laughs) You know, which Marvel, which Marvel's incapable of doing. Marvel absolutely has this pride thing where they will not do that. Mm -hmm. And so but now we we talk about this because at the same time this was breaking. uh, Dan Slott's Twitter account went dark. (laughs) Yep. And I don't know. uh, Dude, did uh, Jack? 
looking I at just it. looked. It's still gone. It's, it's still, still gone. There. Dan Slott's Twitter account just went, which went missing. Dan Slott is prolific. And it's not just yeah. us that notice that. It's other websites that notice how much Dan or uh, how much time Dan Slott spends fighting with fans, <laughs> yeah. going after fans. Yeah. He will mm-hmm. he, he will if you have said something in passing about him and you're tweeting to somebody else, he will find you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dude, I mean Douglas Ernst is, is a classic example of that. They like he mm-hmm. like yeah. him him and Dan have just like been going at it for almost as long as we have. So oh yeah. Know, so mm-hmm. so suddenly when this is breaking at DC and, and keep in mind over at Marvel now, we we've seen signs and we've talked about not just with Sobolski coming in, but signs that we thought were saying that like there's a different sort of marketing initiative now going on. Mm-hmm. It feels like because yeah. like a lot of yeah. people are like getting replaced or they're bringing in new people from other things. You know what I mean? It, it, it also they may be connecting the dots that this is affecting their bottom line, mm-hmm. as evidenced. And I, I put a post in our uh, our admin thread or our review thread. Uh, the Walking Dead outsold every Marvel comic for the last. Yeah. And Kirkman yeah. got on Twitter and was like, yeah. I, when I left in 2008, there were people at Marvel told me I would fail. And he's like, now yeah. I light cigarettes with $100 bills. Yep. <laughs> he's like, like I posted in, your, in, in that one in our, uh, in the, in the crawl space, uh, in the crawl space for one of the Facebook pages. Like he's basically Scrooge McDuck at his house, like swimming in this right. little cash at the thing at this point. And it's um, like, yeah, I mean, basically that, that's true, <laughs> but it's like, you know. He's he's out there, you know. He's making a bajillion dollars. Yeah, he's printing money. money, and and you know he's out there. You know when they told him he would fail, and he's doing this. And meanwhile, you've got Quesada who who got let you know not let go well not let go from the company, but is no longer with the movie division. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly acting like he wanted to come back to publishing. Back to publishing yep, Just, you know basically <laughs> trying to put a positive spin on all that, yeah. and that's very funny from 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 Kirkman. But anyway, so. Uh, you know, the bottom line is whether or not Marvel – it, it, we're starting to think maybe Mar- – well, I say I, I say we. Some of us, I think, have started to think maybe Marvel's following suit and it just hasn't gotten out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Sobolski coming in maybe also be, you know, be part of that. Uh, but here's the thing. At, at Marvel, if you're going to do this, there needs to be a, clean, a cleaning of the house. Mm-hmm. You know? There's editors, there's editors that need to go. There's entire creative teams that need to be brought in. There is so much venom and rancor now between no. a lot of, of, of the people that write these things and, and draw them and, yeah. the, and the people that they expect to buy from them. Now, the thing about this whole <laughs> thing about the, about the DC, um, this, like, uh, this form like a polite conduct and Twitter thing, um, there are some grumblings um, – that they're thinking maybe that one of the reasons why this, they put this up is because of certain political opinions that oh, some, yeah, 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 yeah certain political yeah. opinions like, but yeah, but you know, you know, and so there's a concern that some of these guys have is like thinking, are you going to use this? Are they going to be using this as like a well, here's, police? Here's yeah, I mean, and the here's the thing in the yeah. United States, yeah, we all have free speech. We're all we're all allowed to say whatever the hell we want. That does oh, not sure. mean your job can't drop your crazy ass if you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. There, right. There's there's free speech, but there's consequences of your. You speech. are yes, you're right. You can say yeah. what you want, but yeah. that doesn't mean you're protected by any repercussion that for, comes. For later. instance, in the first issue of uh, Marvel Two and One. Uh, Spider-Man makes a Trump joke, right? In the preview art, and that's and one it, thing Sibolsky had said coming on. He yeah. was like, he even mentioned the politics specifically, right? Right? Yeah. Had and said people don't want it in their comics. It's, no. Well, I mean, they eliminated the Trump joke out of the final yeah, print of copy. Completely eliminated it. Yeah. 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 See? Right. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 definitely one of these things where 
you kind of have to feel, I think there's definitely kind of the pressure. I think I'm wondering a lot of this has to do, some of this also has to do with the, with the result of secret empire, because that was far and away. Oh yeah. And I think it, and I, I am convinced that (laughs) one of the, that that was, has, has, we're still seeing the detrimental effects from that on Marvel right now. And they're trying to do some, and hopefully they're trying to do some kind of course correction. But right now, everything, especially with Marvel, what Marvel Legacy has turned out, it's now, been, it's just been kind of, you know. But again, with this whole Twitter thing and stuff, yeah, I agree that this, this, this is the kind of stuff that should have happened. Maybe a policy that should have been placed a year now, ago. Years. Now to play, now to play Mephisto, to play Mephisto advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will say that politics have always been in comics. I mean, sure. on Captain America's first issue, he was mm-hmm. punching Hitler in the face. Right. Well, that's not politics. politics. That's it's punching that's Hitler. Pa- that's patriotism. Not, that's patriotism. That's not politics. Sure that's something that would be particularly divisive. I don't think you would have any yeah. uh, lines well, being drawn over. It know, was a, if you had if you had Green Lantern on the cover kicking FDR in the nuts, that's that's <laughs> political. The thing is, stories can be political. I mean, yeah. you know, some one of the best one of the best comic graphic novels of all time is is Watchmen, and that's filled with it, hyper political. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think what the, it's it's more like this is more like people like uh, creators, like uh, writers and artists taking on a social media platform and. <laughs> Arguing political comments that probably they're kind of that's above their pay grade, essentially. Um, like when they're talking about various issues and stuff. I mean, even yeah, they have opinion stuff. Well, that's the kind of stuff you want to put in your stories. It's not necessarily you go go, go on like some kind of you know your social media platform and just start going railing on all all sides and everything because mm-hmm. the idea is that your your job is as as you know, as writers and creators and stuff to let kind of like, that's your platform. That's kind of your main platform is you want to tell that kind of stuff. It's not necessarily a social media thing where, I mean, granted social media is a great way to engage with, with your fan base, but at the same time, it's one of those, you know, you're kind of like your job is to kind of try to promote your work, not to just like, you know, it eliminates half of the audience. Half, yeah, of, the, half of the audience oh, yeah. voted for this way. Half of the audience voted this way. As Don't you want the money divided. from both people? As politically mm-hmm. divided as, as we are. I don't, I'm not doing time out. I'm, I'm trying to do division with my hands. Division, yeah. As politically yeah. divided as we are as a people now, mm-hmm. you can't afford to go out and try to piss off half the people that you yeah. would potentially want to yep. buy your product. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any kind of damn sense. And, yeah. and see, this is the thing. I mean, Stan Stan is a big liberal, and I love Stan. Mm-hmm. I think a bullet for Stan. Stan's a huge liberal. Um, I'm pretty sure I could probably talk politics with Stan without Stan trying to call me a Nazi, <laughs> you know, or Stan telling me, you know, mm-hmm. this or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he comes from a different era where you still respected other people's opinions, you know. Sure. And, and at the time, the comics reflected that they may they may have taken on certain political tones, but they they still did it with a middle ground where they were trying to to make a point without calling you a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's it's something that should have been done a long time. And also consider this: remember, we've had rumors now saying that Nick Spencer is going to replace Slot. Yeah. Writers a writer on ASM. Isn't isn't Spencer's Twitter account still protected to where you can't oh, see yeah. anything on there anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I checked it, checked that, it the that, other day. That gives you even you can, more of an indication that maybe he no, is no, about no, to start no, writing Spider Man. To be fair, to be fair I, I, I just did a little bit of <coughs> Dan is still on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, but he's not hyper woke on there, is he? Um 
It's not most of it's most of it's talking about Spider Man, honestly. Um, yeah, see, I mean, that's the it's thing. It's harder to go out on Facebook trying to pick fights with people. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it is, um, oh, by the way, uh, apparently a three and a half inch version of that, that costume that uh, Ashley loves and, and George hates is coming out, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, George. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, most of it's about Spider-Man and stuff like that. So it's it's. You know, it's not it's not him doing his stupid musings that he would do every fifteen minutes. Let's uh, get Jr.'s opinion. We haven't heard Jr. in a while. What's your opinion oh, on the uh, social media uh, guidelines? I, I can already have this in my head right now. Well, you know, for one, it's uh, they're a little bit late to the game. A lot of employers have social media guidelines. My employer right. has social media guidelines. Same. Uh, I mean, and and one reason, in fact, that I ended. I I didn't have I never had Twitter I had Facebook for a while, but one reason I just ended mine was, uh, you know, sometimes you get the impression that uh, when you have one of these these accounts that uh, what you're saying is important and that people actually give a shit, and sometimes that leads you to make statements that are fairly stupid. And you know, there I remember there was a period of time where, like in Cleveland, for example, you know, somebody you know people were making comments about the owner of the Browns, and you know they might delete it in ten or fifteen minutes, and then it was gone. And then, but that was it didn't matter; it was there forever, and they lost their jobs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, this is I mean, this is long, long overdue. Uh, but but you know, just because most empl- a lot of employers already have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but this is also again pitching that AT and T deal by, by becoming part of a multimedia conglomerate, the way Time Warner is. The the ball game is changing, boys, and mm-hmm. you know Disney may or may not have this type of policy, but it may give everybody pause. Disney mm-hmm. does have this. Disney does indeed have that kind of policy. Disney does have yeah. a social media policy. It's, Marvel doesn't yeah. follow it apparently. Well, I was going to say, Ooh. even when I was um. I remember when I was in school, I was studying to be a teacher. Um, and one of the first things they drilled into us is even right now, be very careful about what you put on social media. Cause that will yep. be used against you. You need mm-hmm. to use it. With, oh, uh, yeah, the last thing a parent wants to see is some teacher's hot sports opinion and then worry about their kid getting that kind of bias in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right. And even something as innocent yeah. as taking a picture with a glass of wine I remember stuff like that. They'd be like, don't do that because you could guess what I just found the Disney's employee standards of business contact and use of social media policy. Let's look at it. Okay. Uh, Here, I'm going to, I'm going to share it with the group. So if I, if I can't, um, if I miss something, here it is. Okay. Uh, employees must protect the company's confidential or proprietary information when using company platforms. Must comply with the company policy. Uh, the p- platforms are intended to foster productivity, efficiency, and teamwork. Mm-hmm. Employees should avoid unnecessary, unproductive arguments and refrain from discussing sensitive or inflammatory subjects that are not related to work, such as politics or religion. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, let's see when other social other activities conducted must be related to the company's business. Mm-hmm. So, if that is the guidelines, and if they're and if if they're so, if this is are we thinking here that maybe it's possible that Disney's finally decided to clamp down on Marvel's it, uh, or publishing it may be arm? 
may be a case where Sobolski's coming in and Sobolski's like, you know what? We better do this ourselves before Disney decides to do it for yeah. us. For us, yeah. Right. That yeah. would make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, yeah, because it's, it's, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's, I think we're all in agreement. This is something that probably should be, this is standard practice for most, you know, yeah. companies, especially entertainment companies or, or any kind of journalist companies as well, yeah, too. Well, I mean, okay. well, yeah. well sure. some, some anyway, I mean, they kind of like, if you're going into, you know, certain, certain ones, it depends at end, but it's, but yeah, it's something that should be just kind of, it's just, just yeah. kind of common sense stuff that you're you're put in i think just but again i think the concern is just how well are these guys going to come police this like what did they how did they decide what is going to be you know you know correct essentially because i mean you could you could get in a situation where you could have certain opinions that are that they can still just kind of slide by while others they others won't um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've seen our last Captain America as a Nazi story for a while. <laughs> probably so. I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. Alonzo let the inmates run the asylum. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Alonzo, oh, yeah. Alonzo oh, was yeah. so yeah. hands. I mean, think about what, when he was an editor. He was so hands off with mm-hmm. with his editing style with JMS. I mean, there were some blatant continuity errors that any editor mm-hmm. worth his salt would have caught. Yeah. And I liked a lot of JMS's run, but I also had a lot of problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I think it was like the second JMS issue. We have Mary Jane, Harry, and Gwen, and they're like, "Oh, back in high school." Yeah, which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the inmates ran the asylum. They basically got to do whatever they wanted. It was the complete opposite of Shooter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was so laissez. I mean, uh, um, I try to think sometimes how Shooter would react to certain things that I see online from creators, and I'm like, would Shooter would Shooter call this person or that call this person? Are you are you high? Right there now? was are something you- I there, there was something I saw about Shooter recently, not too long ago that he was reacting to some of this stuff that some of the current practices going on, and I forgot where I forgot where it was, but it was something that, like along the lines of this, basically, essentially saying that this kind of stuff like. You know, we wouldn't have you know tolerated back in my day, kind of thing, because you know, like because because it was he understood it was a business. Yeah, exactly. It was because there were certain stories you couldn't tell because the Bible Belt wasn't going to buy it. And also the fact that too is that everything. I mean, everything kind of has to be you know all these com. If you're going to be taking a comic book company with it's involved in the shared universe, you have to make sure that everything kind that there is. You know, not some conflict, con- conflicting things in there. I mean, we've given you seen stuff like recently come out that just like kind of contradicts one another and stuff like this. No, you got to have yeah. everything. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, this is. I mean, we've <clears throat> talked probably a, a couple of times in our probably in the review pod, podcast, like how we see sloppy editing sometimes all the time. With the, you know, you know, um. you know, where the lick no, with Nick Lowe's lack of editing skills, essentially in some of this, in some cases, I mean, is this is, this is some, so again, it's just, it's a but, lot but, of this. But Nick, is, Lowe's, Nick Lowe uh, succeeded um, Alonzo on the X-Men. So mm-hmm. he, he, he learned from, he learned from a guy that didn't, that didn't do editing. But I mean, as X-Men, it, but as X-Men fans will tell you, Nick Lowe's tenure on that, on that time, it was probably, you know, you get into some, you ask them because the X-Men fans are, you know, they, they, if you think Spider Man, if you think we Spider Man fans are, are really kind of, you know, every time you've seen, you ain't seen nothing when it comes to X Men fans and their comics and they'll, and how they're, you know, continuity, you know, intensive they are. Yeah. Um, 
because real, real quick, real quick. We uh, I've got two things I want to add, but so we can wrap it up. I'll I'll tackle this one. We forgot to mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel sent me out a uh, press release on Amazing Spider-Man 800. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a cover, beautiful looking cover by yeah. uh, Alex Ross of the Red Goblin. You've got the floating faces of guilt. Yeah. Uh, let, let let's see if I can name them: Robbie, Jonah, Mary Jane, Flash, Miles. Uh, well, the way you're Harry, identifying Jonah these days, that that probably yeah, my my juice is off. <laughs> I think that's Harry. I think that's Aunt May. I think that's uh, Betty Brant. And oh, the reporter at the Daily Bugle with Daredevil, um, Phil Yurick. Uh, Phil Yurick. And the other face is that Mockingbird. Who is that face? Um, the one to that is a good, good question. Blonde, I think. The blonde. It's not Glenn, under Ned Leeds. I mean, under yeah. uh, would it be Liz Allen? Maybe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that would make that sense. Would, That's father-in-law coming okay. back. Who's who's? But who's right above Miles's head? Right I thought that was Flash. That's Johnny Storm. That's Johnny Storm above. Oh, it's There's Johnny one, Storm. Oh, Johnny one, Storm's right next to Flash. I didn't even see yep. Johnny Storm there. He's lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. let me read a little bit of the press release uh, from Marvel. This is what they sent me this week. For 10 years, Dan Slott has taken Peter Parker on a crazy and spectacular adventures through the Marvel Universe. As he races towards his final issue, there's no reprieve for the web slinger. Go down swinging, take Spider-Man on his most harrowing journey yet, and fans agree the Red Hot arc has been an epic hit with issues 794 to 96 selling out before they even hit the shops. Now in issue 800, slot and artist Stuart Eminem will unveil the biggest Peter Parker and Norman Osborn story of all time, JR. Selling out, meaning we overshipped the hell out of it. Yep. Uh... uh Joined by artists Humberto Ramos, uh, Giuseppe Camancoli, and Jim Chung, it's the first Marvel comic ever to hit 800 issues, and we're celebrating by bringing readers an epic and oversized anniversary issue featuring 80 pages of brand new story from the writer who has written more issues of Amazing Spider-Man than any other creator of Amazing Spider-Man, mind you. Not did they mention the cost? No, they did not. Before Dan Slott takes his final bow in Amazing Spider-Man 801, dive into one of the most exciting spider st- exciting stories in Spider-Man lore, culminating in the conclusion that has Spider-Man facing his most terrifying villain yet. Amazing Spider-Man 800 is the biggest single-issue story I've ever worked on, shared editor Nick Lowe says. It's 80 pages of story, and Dan and Stewart are being joined by some very important past Amazing Spider-Man artists, to bring it to you in the coolest way possible. Everything you've loved about Dan Slott's run on this book <laughs> is on full display in this monumental wow. issue At that will have you. Advanced. It will have you shivering, crying, cheering, laughing, and wishing it would never end. You've never um, seen or read a story like this. It's a mighty Marvel tale. It sets the stage for Spider-Man's future and you won't want to miss it. Amazing Spider-Man 800 hits comic shops. This may no cost is listed reaction gang. Whoever See, trying so hard was not be... paid nearly enough. Yeah. What did yeah. you say, Ashley? I'm sorry. Whoever wrote this was not paid nearly enough. <laughs> See, they're trying this, so this hard make... to be Stanley, and they're just I know. See, this makes this makes me go back to this idea that I think we're kind of all having, like maybe that that maybe Stan Slot was kind of you know forced to kind of wrap something up because I remember I came across one comic when they uh, when they pub one comment about this. I don't know, forget where when they when reaction to this, it's like 
geez, this Red Goblin thing sounds like the most rushed thing ever. Essentially, like, well, he never like, oh, carnage. So he wants he wants a chance at every one of them. Well, apparently, I guess he wants. To, apparently, I, I don't know if it was something he wants to do maximum carnage right, like he did the Clone Saga right with uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Dead No More, the Clone Conspiracy. So oh, <laughs> nothing will go unsullied. <laughs> I will I will soil well, everything on my way out. <laughs> well, here's the thing though, maximum carnage. I mean, that's already a low bar in terms of Spider-Man story. So you can only kind of, you'll have nowhere to go but up. So mm. who knows? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like George is like I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. but, Where is um, the line about? Uh, okay, this is the line I want Jr.'s reaction from. Quote: uh, It will unveil the biggest Peter Parker and Norman Osborn story of all time. That is quite the setup, Jr. What do you think of that sentence? <sighs> Oh God! I think somebody's got diarrhea of the word processor. Um, <laughs> just so, sitting there on. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, now, I, I'm just threading, which threading of these emotions this. in this press release will will is most accurate of your excitement? Will it make you shiver? Will it make you cry? Will it make you cheer? Will it make you laugh? Or wishing it would never end? Which of those best? sums up your experience about reading Shiver, this book. Shivering and crying is probably getting very close. <laughs> Do you wish it would never end, JR? <sighs> I wish it would never start. Um, I have just been dreading this for a long time, this story yeah. arc. And, uh, you know, and see, here's the thing. Uh, it's going to be, what, starting 797, Mm-hmm. 798, 799, 800 is going to be 80 pages. And then I'm assuming 801 is going to be like an epilogue or something yep. like that. Yep. And I'm thinking, how? I mean, to be honest, even the greatest of stories have, have certain limits. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there, it seems like there's way too much padding. I don't know how they would even have enough story. Well, this is uh, for and, trade. I mean, you're gonna, you know, that they that the reason why they have those this many parts is so they can sell it in a trade paperback what, later on. What issue of Amazing was ten bucks? What what, what was the milestone of the ten dollar issue? I forget. It was oh, twenty five of volume. It was not four. Oh, yeah. There's no way this issue is not ten bucks. Oh, oh yeah, this is. Be, it's probably gonna be fourteen ninety nine or something. Yeah, I'm thinking it's at least gonna be fifteen. I, although I th- there's part of me that thinks Marvel's ballsy enough to try to try to charge twenty bucks for it. And oh, the, and the thing that, bucks. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's the thing. the thing. Wow. People bought it for ten dollars. Yeah, so that's I think true. Marvel, if Marvel was to say, "Hey, look, we're giving you eighty pages of quality product." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah remember, remember, three dollars for it. I, I bet Marvel would absolutely have that kind of. Remember hunch. that comment that was made by Marvel's director of sales that got everybody. You know, apart apart from his whole thing, like about diversity not selling and everything. Yeah, he said that because of that twenty Amazing Spider-Man twenty-five issue, that people were willing to. They said, "Hey, people are willing to pay." Ten dollars for well, a maybe that, that told them that hey they could just might as well just go ahead and you know exactly maybe you that know, ten dollar comic George you said it that was a test how far can we go with the fans I to did say their money I did say it and at the time I yeah. said uh, when we reviewed it I said everyone listening to this who bought this issue mm-hmm. the next time they charge you this much that's this is all on you for buying this it. is this a, this was right. a test let's see, we were let's part see if yeah. we can get fifteen dollars out of them let's see yep. if we get yeah. twenty yeah. oh yeah. yeah this is yeah. it's it's one I of those agree. things where they where they and plus since yeah. it's a milestone issue you know this thing is going to have like i don't know how many covers on this thing oh yeah um and, and, plus and no gonna, matter no matter how much it actually sells 
Mm-hmm. No matter how many orders actually go through to it, it's going to go to a second or third printing because they are going to overship the living. Oh, crap absolutely! Out of it. You know, I mean, you know, the comic book retailers, guys. I can always predict they're they're going to try to they're going to make they're going to make dealer orders are going to go up. The diamond are going to go up the wazoo for this. And, thing. and, and there are people there are there are people that will put those damn variants on eBay for twenty seven mm-hmm. billion dollars, yeah. and and then in a year these things will be worth th- these things damn sure won't be worth the money you paid for them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's gonna uh, be funny. Last, well, I've I've got one that we're gonna wrap it up, and I've got another one because the fans demanded it. So, Jr., this last news topic is another off the wall one, which I like to give to Jr. There is evidently a new Spider-Man suit. I, I, I'm sorry, a Spider-Man shirt that we can all purchase, right, Jr.? Tell me about this. It's out of what's the website? What, Asia. Well, if you're if you're checking the Nikkei Asian Review like all of us do. <laughs> Uh, on a regular basis, uh, you would have seen this. Um, first of all, the, the calling it a Spider-Man shirt is is a bit of a stretch, but what? But it is fascinating in a way because it does have, strangely enough, there is a Spider-Man connection. Basically, what this, sh- yeah. this is, it's a biometric shirt. Yeah, and it will take it. It's it has sensors and other things like that, and it will. Let's see if, if I can um, I'll probably have to read it off so I can get the. Um, OK, yeah, the shirt from Tokyo based startup Zenoma, which sounds like some kind of some sort of skin cancer, a spinoff from the University of Tokyo features a cloth like sensor equipped circuit laced through the garment that monitors body movements and sends information to a smartphone. So basically, if you're wearing this shirt and you're exercising or you're or, or you're, you know, maybe you're on uh, having your devouring your second extra large pizza of the day or whatever, you know, and your cholesterol starts going wazoo, or your blood pressure starts going wazoo or your something goes on with your heart. Yeah, uh, this can actually send messages or pulses to, you know, Probably, you know, like I said, your smartphone, a hospital, or whatever. It's um, like wearing a symbiote, right? Well, it's. Does anybody remember uh, issue number of uh, the uh, honeymoon issue of um, Spider Man? It was Spectacular Spider Man Annual number seven. Mm-hmm. And w- when uh, Thomas Fireheart, Puma, another one of the guys who can smell Spidey, uh, <laughs> you know, was was offering him a job. And he, you know, he gave him a Spider-Man costume and then Peter found out that it was loaded with sensors that was transmitting information uh, Mm -hmm. back to Fireheart. Uh, And that was the very first thing I thought of when I saw this. And it was like, you know, it's um, I'm just amazed. I mean, I really am. I mean, it's. you know, like I said, it's got like lines on it and, and somebody, you know, it. I guess somebody is using their imagination and a little bit of LSD to ma- imagine it to be like the black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but the, the the idea that they've actually got one of these things and um, uh, right looks, now, I mean, they're, they're probably like the Black Panther costume. Yeah. Um, it, but it did. It, did remi- it reminded me of that annual and uh, just how stuff that you know we grew up reading that was fantastic or science fiction uh is happening right under our noses right. so this unlike a lot of the stuff that and of course i could only read this i had to print this article because if i tried to read it more than once the nikkei asian review would uh, make me go, have to go past their paywall and I, of course i you know 
Um, but um, unlike a lot of the uh, stories that uh, Brad uh, considers news, uh, th- <laughs> you this liked story, one, huh? I wouldn't say I liked one, but it did remind me. Uh, I mean, there was, I think there, there was a definite connection to a comic book story that I could make. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. if your, your shirt that you're wearing now, JR, was to tell a story, what would it tell me? Uh, it would say probably wash me badly. Uh, it would probably say, why don't you bathe more, you bastard? Uh, it would you know, send those that things next to your probably your phone. Probably That's funny. Um, but. Um, uh, what was I? So, what, what was I thinking? No, but the thing is, this what's also frightening though, with some of this stuff, is, is that you almost wonder, um, you know, particularly with health insurance the way it is, and and for for your be for insurance companies to be able to continue to insure you, you know, I almost wonder if we're getting to the point where you know you'll call up, uh, you'll use your app, you order a pizza, and all of a sudden you'll get this message that man this transaction has been canceled because your heart rate your blood pressure and cholesterol <laughs> this you really don't need that pizza uh, uh, what, what, uh, was the, what was the name of the terminator uh company that ruled the world skynet imagine if, if cyberdyne was a health insurance company <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I think you know y'all, we're y'all, getting closer to things. We're getting closer to things like that, and yeah. as a, as a society in a community, we're going to have to be very careful uh, about uh, about where we draw the line on things. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, but then again, that's I mean, that's a debate we've been having ever since technology has been you know inter- becoming a more and more part of our lives. It's a debate we've been having for decades, and we'll probably continue yeah. to have for decades more. Y'all, y'all lately on the insurance thing. Now Big you all is here, and we and we welcome him, him into our homes, basically. Now the, pa- the the spider panel <laughs> thought we were done, mm-hmm. but the fans have demanded. George, what's the what's the, the line of news that you like to say? Hit Wait it. a minute, hang on. Now I did a yep. Google search before we even got online tonight, and there wasn't any. I found something, sir. Give me uh, it. Uh, Let uh, me hear uh, it. I got. <laughs> no, I want to hear it because this is going to be a big stretch. All right. What do we got? All right, it's time now for Ditko News. <laughs> All right, this is the article. This is the article that I found from, of all places, CBR. It was from last year, but you know what? It's new to us. <laughs> it was from last year. <laughs> breaking news from, from, from breaking news from last uh, year. Breaking news from last year, uh, October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Uh, the Comic Legends part. It, someone asked. Uh, Steve Ditko agreed to work on a WWF comic because it fit his philosophical beliefs. Evidently, <laughs> that's true. Uh, Steve Ditko worked on some WWF comics when he was over at Valiant. And uh, Jim Shooter uh, said that, let me just give you a quote. So we were making some Nintendo and WWF comics and interested uh, tidbit is that David Lampham's first professional comic work was for one of our WWF books. Then one day, Steve Ditko came to see me. I don't know exactly how long Marvel had kept Steve on after I left there, but eventually they'd cut him loose. Jerks. I loved Shooter. Uh, I'd never before seen Steve looking, I don't know, worn down, worried, troubled, hard to say. Steve doesn't exactly show his feelings much and was not the type to express despair or even its lesser cousins. But he didn't look happy. He didn't look well, and he needed some work. I didn't have the power to make something to suit him. And believe me, Steve is the kind who would starve rather than violate his principles. But luckily, I had WWF scripts 
waiting to be drawn. The WWF faces, short for baby faces, good guys, were good enough, and the heels or the bad guys were evil enough to pass muster with Steve. And I think that was the one time I was happy that we had the WWF comic books. So there you go. Does that, George, do you watch WWF? I, well, it's WWE now. First okay. Of, um, it has been for a while now. Uh, I, 2003. Yeah. I watched it religiously when I was in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was, I, I'm old enough to remember when like the rock, like when the first WrestleMania happened as a result of Cindy Lauper getting involved with the uh, wrestle <laughs> with wrestling yeah. and Lou Albano and Andre, the giant and Hulk Hogan and, and just rowdy Roddy Piper and the oh, giant, the brother. giant spectacle mm-hmm. that they all turned right. into. But before then, even in grade school and middle school, mm-hmm. I had been a fan of like local Dallas, wrestling we used to have it here in dallas at a place called the sportatorium oh and yeah very you know, yeah yeah and i went there a few times i was like the von erics and all those people and um so I, I used to be a lot more into it you know and it was funny because i think back now like back when we were in a junior high i used to watch it with my friend anthony we used to watch it go oh my god is it you know we ate it up like it was 100 percent right. legit real yeah, mm-hmm. like the storylines and everything else. We're like, oh my god, this is actually happening. So in the nineties, would you have bought a WWF Steve Ditko <laughs> book? Uh, I might have because I <laughs> I went away from it for a while, and then yeah. you know because as you get there comes a certain point where you're like, wait, you mean it's not real? Well, son of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then suddenly you're seeing pictures of them hugging backstage, you know, of guys they just shit talked for the last six months mm-hmm. to promote this damn thing, and you're like, what the, the what? Mm-hmm. So once you finally got into it, you know, uh, sometime in the mid nineties, you know, PlayStation came out. Yeah, and uh, for a while there, like every other damn game was like from Capcom or was a wrestling game or a combination of the two. Right. <laughs> and um, so I started playing a WWF game with with my roommates, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, kind of, I kind of missed the goofiness, and yeah. so we all decided to start watching wrestling again and then at the time one of my roommates was working for the cable company and we wound up getting free tickets every time the wwf came into town yeah and i became a huge undertaker fan mm-hmm. yeah you know i i just got wrapped into that i mean it was just a big bunch of goofy bullshit yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, you know like anytime i was watching on tv and then, you know people talking and then suddenly you know the lights fall and you're like dong that bell I'm yeah, like, oh yeah. shit! It's about to get real. The Undertaker's on, and then you know, there's not, you know, suddenly it's like I'm I'm 12 again, and there's not a part of me saying idiot. That's all every bit of, but you know what? No, just go enjoy yourself, kid. But so, so oh, go ahead. But I mean, with WWF, there are what Ditko believes are real good guys and real bad guys, right? I don't think that Ditko necessarily not an idiot. I'm pretty sure Ditko realizes. What you know that it's all kind of a you know it's just it basically it's it's a form of redneck performance art, <laughs> um, and I think he gets that. There's a difference between wrestling, sports entertainment, and wrestling. But but you know there was a time. What's when the quote again? Redneck performing arts. Redneck redneck you know, performance art. That's the best. And, uh, and you know, but I think he recognized that in the storylines. That there were obvious good guys of yeah. of basic basic level good guys yep. and basic level bad guys, which they call heel in the industry. Yeah, yeah. In, in the nomenclature that is, uh, you know, and and so yeah, I, I think in that regard, he he 
probably could have looked at it easy, as easily as he did comic books back in the day. Yeah. I mean, not comic books, but like superheroes and say, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a there's a definite moral side here. There's not any gray area. You're either you're either a crusader of light or you are a total fucking. De- oh, pardon me. Demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, the, the being, being off at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I think from that level, this this Anne Rind objective uh, objectivist mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. probably okay with saying, "Yeah, I could totally do this because yeah, mm-hmm. these people are the bad guys and these people are the good guys." And whoever gave him the job was like, "Whatever, just make it look pretty mm-hmm. and have it in on time." You know. Did, did you see the picture that I linked in the article? Is that the Undertaker with the big black coat? No, that, it, that which is, one? The, that is, you're talking okay, about the, on the, the cover? The, or okay, on the cover, that's the Dingo Warrior. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, oh, well, he, the he Ultimate started Warrior, off in yeah. Dallas as the Dingo Warrior. As the Dingo oh, Warrior, yeah. And then he became yeah. the Ultimate Warrior when he went to WDF. Thank right. you. By the way, which, and, is interesting uh, because, which is interesting enough because the Ultimate Warrior, I mean, if you ever heard the like, lectures of him like when he's out of – you know, out of his when he was out of his makeup thing, he would fit right in with Steve Ditko's, you know, and Ryan objectivist stuff too. Yeah. Oh, very what, much so. I mean, was just, I was just, yeah. I was just thinking when I I saw the the uh, oh, Stanley Ka- that dude though so much Freud's when, when I when oh, I yeah. saw the uh, the Black Panther Stanley cameo today, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, how nice would it have been if it, if if in all these Marvel movies you could have Stan with the artist. Like they have an interaction, like you'd have Kirby and Stan, but Stan has such a boisterous. Well, Kirby might be difficult. Kirby might have been might be difficult now since he is uh, past. Since he is no, I'm no saying I'm here, saying but, what if what if oh yeah, but what if what if I get what you say. Kirby was still alive. here's the here's the and difference. What if, what if Steve Ditko wasn't so introverted that he didn't mind doing stuff yeah. like that? Here, here's the thing, Stanley. Yes, he's an extrovert. Jack Kirby, the reason why he's not with us is because he smoked 15 cigars a day mm-hmm. and chain-smoked his cigars at the desk. Right. But but wouldn't it have been cool to have Stan and Steve on the big screen together? Well, I do, sure. I do remember... Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you've seen that documentary before about the, that was on AMC about the... Uh, about behind searching the scenes of the comic book stuff. Yeah, no, oh, not just sure. searching for Ditko, but that, that thing where they did about they had the first episode was about the uh, history of Marvel essentially yeah. and how they did try to do like thing where, you know, they would, would they like way back when they tried to put out like some kind of like, you know, when they were trying to do their promotional stuff, um, Stan was, Lee was all over that, but Jack Kirby was kind of more somebody kind of felt like he was somebody background. Steve Ditko very much, even, even more so mm-hmm. because so much of Kirby's early art is based on wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's true. But it's literally yeah. just like like uh, like the Hulk and like big body types, just mm-hmm. you know. Just well, yeah, a lot of but, a lot um, of a lot of the superheroes actually. A lot of their cost, a lot of their costumes and everything were kind of like originally were based off of circus performances and everything like this. And say wrestling is kind of a similar similar yeah. thing. So there's actually there in a way it's in a weird sense wrestling is kind of like our first experience of of live action comic books. If that makes sense, because there Possibly, are, kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, because they are kind of supposedly. I mean, especially and some, some of course, like folks wrestlers like the Undertaker took it to an extreme level, like saying we actually have to try to say that they actually have superpowers and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, look, yeah, Taker. But first of all, Taker's also not. He's just so old now. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm watch. I, I, I kind of hate watch WWE. I think mm-hmm. he's older than Jr. Like legit, legitimately. <laughs> oh yeah, Jr. You ever wrestle? He must be in a wheelchair then. <laughs> no, well, no, 
Although, although his last match that he wrestled last year at WrestleMania, he probably should have been in a wheelchair. That, that dude had no business being in the freaking ring at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, but this this is also the same business that had uh, Ric Flair at sixty five or sixty three years old um, being in the ring. He's, right. he's the Undertaker's fifty two years old. Jr. Is that older or younger than you? Uh, he's a little younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just a little. But it's it's just it's, but yeah. But these but these guys but wrestlers of course they rack their body. Oh yeah, he won't be able to walk when he's an old man. Mm-hmm. Because he, so he literally so, had to take take time off to do a paper replacement. That mm-hmm. got it. That got, that Ditko news got some good discussion going. Look at that—the mm-hmm. first got, 2018 Steve Ditko news. I got to talk about wrestling. There you go. You didn't expect to do that tonight. Most of this time, because the first half of that article, I thought we were talking about the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a shirt for you that uh, it has two pandas with one with a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on that note, let's go know, around for hey, hey Brad. You know what? Real yes. quick <clears throat> on the wrestling thing. Yeah, I am though. I am shocked as hell that Stanley didn't find a way to worm himself into a WrestleMania at some point and hit somebody or do something or get oh, hit in a chair. Yes. I am shocked that that never ever happened. Oh. I mean, he did the anime, so yeah, I'm surprised that didn't happen. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to point more at my camera and do this. Maybe one Kirby hand. All right, we're going to go around for final thoughts. Zach, final thoughts. Well, uh, that took a very interesting turn at the very end, but, uh, you know, uh, I enjoyed you all with that one. Yeah, I enjoyed this uh, this month of news far yeah. more than I did the actual review show. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mike, this was your one show of the month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, but still, we had some great topics on the thing, yeah. and we got to go into some um, some interesting discussions of, like, movies and Twitters and, and also comic book cover we did cover we did go into a comic book related thing and stuff like about how and are people actually going to go shell out their heart to actually buy this issue which they probably will but right i don't i don't know that i will because if you guys think think back Mm -hmm. i I almost didn't buy the ten dollar one that's true you didn't you did that on principle and i told brad ahead of time i was like i don't know that i'm buying this dude right yeah so i'm letting you know brad if the price is 15 bucks i won't buy 800 Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I can, well, if I can borrow it from somebody around here, I, you know, like, uh, and there's one guy I know of that may buy, you know, then I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll read it, but otherwise I'm not buying it. Which and that's going to be, that's going to be, a, that will be interesting to see where the compare, the compare how much is get of these copies get ordered versus how much actually buy this issue. And I mean, the story's, it, it, yeah, I, the, it, it's a slot story. It's not, it's already not enough. It's not even worth the, the mm-hmm. three ninety nine you would normally pay. But here's, <laughs> right. my, my point as a consumer is I, ha- I have to stop at some point. I, I have mm-hmm. to take a stance and say, no, mm-hmm. I'm not supporting oh, yeah. this at all. I'm not doing it. Uh, final so, thoughts, Ashley. Well, as bad as we're expecting Venom and Silver and Black to be. I am looking forward to Black Panther and Infinity War even more now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, George. Uh, I'm really tired. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess that's about all. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hang out with you guys. I'm glad to see everybody oh, no. again. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm loving the evil Jr. with the the mirror mirror Jr. <laughs> and Jr. Mirror, mirror. What what do we see? Mirror, what time? Mirror? What wait a minute? What time are we getting together tomorrow for Spider History? Yeah, <laughs> about, about twelve and a half hours from now. Jr. Is it two o'clock or nine o'clock? Because I, George was quoting somebody at nine o'clock on. Uh, wait, yeah, you said nine p.m. on Sunday for tonight. On Sunday, I thought no. 
here, let me look on the front page. Oh, crap. Anyway, okay, final, I, we'll okay. talk about that later. Final thoughts, okay. uh, GR. <laughs> oh. Uh, Hornet Chick beat Nick JR? I don't quite get that. <laughs> 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 I was about to say, you may be on my list with Tyson now. Uh, uh, Harry Cavanaugh. Oh, my God. Well, but I was about to say, no, this hat is nowhere near as absurd as, as Taco Burrito eating Spider-Man. Senor. <laughs> you know, Taco it's like, you know, that, that, that's why we need to build the wall to keep that out. All right. So, <laughs> real quick. One YouTuber asks us if... Um, the 2010s have been the worst decade for Spider-Man. Senor. Ooh, yeah. Um, I, I'd have to say, yeah. I mean, comic-wise, it's... Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 2000... As in just a 10-year span, yes. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. the, the last 10 years specifically. Because one more day happened, what, like right at the beginning oh, of... Yeah, it's been nothing but 10 years of suck. Yeah. See, the funny thing <laughs> is the comics have been so bad, but, like, all the other mediums have been so great. We're in a golden mm-hmm. age for superhero as a concept. Spider-Man not so much. Yeah. 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 All right. Th- that's a wrap, gang. All right. Thank you, YouTubers. Hey guys, hola. Thank you, 25 viewers. Adios. From watching us. We've had a steady 25 throughout the whole show. Oh, good. That's a long time to watch us all. So thank you all for watching. <laughs>